Hey, what up, you guys? It's your girl, Vivica Fox, and you are listening to Below the Belt. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. For another episode of BTB Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effin House. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas, boys and girls. This is our second Christmas show of the month and our second to last show of 2019. That's right, BTB. We'll be on for another uh, show next week, but after that, we're gonna take our winter hiatus. Be back in the spring, but nonetheless, yeah, man, we, we, we bring the the good joy and holiday cheer with the panel in studio. So let's go ahead and introduce. That's right. Starting with that's right. He's the one and the only Big Nick, aka the Captain. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. Please keep your seatbelts fastened and your seatbacks in their upright and locked position. It's going to be a, a joyful night tonight. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. From your jolly old St. Nick. Jolly you are, You could be St. Nick tonight. Arms like and legs a, inside the sleigh. That's right. That's right. And you heard his voice. Let's go ahead and introduce him next, guys. He is the last Numenorian, the once and future king, the one true knight. The one and the only Martin Lopez. Representing chivalry in the modern age. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Lopez has been a minute, as they say. It has. Uh, since you've been on... A Baltimore B- minute, a hot minute. Yes, since you've been on a BTB Airways, but we're yeah. happy you're back. For our second to last show of 2019. We're happy to, to be you. back to bring in the, in the new year. Yeah, I had a, an intensive like set of... You know, it was good busy. It was traveling, yes, doing a lot of shoots, all that type of stuff. Work. But, Yep. Things that keep us busy, traveling and work, I mean, yeah. for the most part, right? Yeah, dude. But, uh, and, and I know this this girl's been uh, busy with work, because it's also been a big minute since we've had her in BTV Studios. We're happy to have her back. She is certainly one of my favorites. She is a BTV Aww. favorite for several years that she's recurred on this program, guys. I coined her a nickname that she's not too fond of because she couldn't think of her it's own okay. nickname. The adorable <laughs> one, Allie Dash. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> I'm excited to be back. The adorable one. I mean, you know. The adorable yeah, one. Al, Al just likes her because she's prettier than us. That's the only <laughs> yeah. But she's absolutely adorable. You know, you think of Allie Dash, you think absolutely adorable. That's Allie. Like the adorable <laughs> one. Yeah, the adorable one is back on B2B it. Airwaves, guys. We have an incredible show from top <laughs> to bottom. Can you believe we still have more on-location content from the New York Comic Con? Tonight's I can believe it. pre-recorded interviews are from CW's Charmed. Ooh. We interview uh, four cast members from that program. You talking to witches? Yeah. 
Which is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a weird thing because they are witches, and our call-in guest is a witch of sorts as well. At least she plays one in a film uh, called Dr. Sleep. This is um, a film that's directed by Mike Flanagan, who actually went to Towson University. Well, well, well. Yes. Local boy, um, okay. He's a local guy. He also wrote the screenplay, but based <coughs> on Stephen King's masterpiece, Dr. Sleep, which is a sequel of The Shining. He's had a good year this year. Stephen, Stephen King. King. Stephen yes, King. yes, he has. He had yeah, it he's chapter, out a couple. Movies it chapter out. two. Champion. He's got a, another series coming out. Yeah, based on his book, and of course, uh, Doctor Sleep Doctor was a big Sleep. hit as well, guys. Yeah, getting um, them paychecks. Yeah, but I feel like I mean, he writes what like seven books a year, so right. I mean, you he know, just turns them out, man. Yeah, the number, <laughs> the odds are forever in his favor. Yes, and this actress uh, is also a singer. She's going to talk about her upcoming. EP or LP, I believe, and her cast, her her single called Castles, which is actually <laughs> out already now, uh, which we are actually going to play on Below the Belt show a little later in the program. So, Emily Allen Lind will be joining Below the Belt show calling in. So it's a a jam packed show, lots we'll to, to talk about. Yeah, we'll have to tell her that I'm a knight. I'll ask some <laughs> important questions about the Castle song. We'll get along peachy. We'll get around. If you that. haven't seen Doctor Sleep, she has. Uh, Crazy ability. She's a, recruited by one of the cult members, the cult leader, Rose. Um, and I guess we're going into spoiler territory, but then again, the movie's been out oh, for a while. Oh, surprise. Oh, oh I, I want to drop some it, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> so it is It is the, uh, It is is the. a Christmas show. I have holiday treats. Yay, holiday treats. And uh, please help yourself. Yeah, for everybody who can't see because it's radio. Yeah. yeah. We have uh, Christmassy we got, we snacks have over there. Tasty Christ- uh, Christmas treats. Please, please. Uh, Nick, would you break in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you already broken in. Peppermint oh, bark? I'm, I'm about to. What's it called? Peppermint, Peppermint bark? bark? You know yeah. how the captain Delicious. likes his tasty treats. I wanted, okay. I wanted to stop and get some snacks. What goes in What goes into peppermint bark? You might be able to hear me opening the wrapper. Yeah. This is the ASMR section of the radio. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, Ooh, very good. I think about that Zoe Kravitz uh, commercial, that that Super Bowl commercial, the beer commercial. Was there a beer? Co- was there an ASMR beer commercial? So adorable loves, one. All right, here we go. Beer. Going in for the kill. So what, what's in peppermint bark? Walk me through this. That's that's actually pretty tasty. Uh, and and bark. Uh, well done, Allie. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Allie. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Oreo. It's like a, it's like a, like a ding dong, right? Like a fudge dip Oreo. Yeah, yeah. With peppermint on it. Oh shit, these are good. These are It's a little tasty treat. What we're eating here. Yeah, yeah. What is it called? <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah, yeah. way better. You can have as much bark as you want. Me and <laughs> me yeah. and Nick are going after. We're gonna murder so these we're eating fucking cookies. Trader Joe's dark chocolate covered peppermint JoJo's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JoJo. And they are fucking delicious. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. That's a tasty treat. So of course, you know, I I had to bring in treats, uh, both of the consumable kind and thank you, and other treats. So oh. So and weed, awesome. Merry Christmas, oh, boys bro. and girls. Oh hell Merry yeah! Merry Christmas. Oh nice, dude. This is awesome. I, yeah. I knew I had to do something special for you, Aww. Captain Marvel. Captain socks. Marvel. Thank you. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank is that, you. Is it, is that cause you. she's a girl? Is that because she's a girl, Al? Oh, Lord. So she's I a girl, so she has to I wear girl Captain socks? Marvel. You know how much Captain I Marvel? love Captain Marvel, I wore my Captain Marvel jacket. Hashtag me, too. Yes. Tell and them you what we wore, did. We went to Awesome Con. I was and Captain Marvel, and you had were the Star Lord jacket. Star Lord jacket, right? Star Lord, yes. yes. So we were both marveling it we're, we're, out. We're, we're Star Lord, Marvel. man. And the year yeah. before, we were, I wore Wonder Woman, and you Superman. were Superman. Yes, yes. Very good. Very good memory. 
So, uh, Merry Al- Christmas, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Al got us some marble socks. I had Dum who yeah. did, read the Al- thing wrong. It's I brought one present. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I guess... Uh, what about your I present? I guess it's Al's It's Al's show. Give him his present. Oh, this is for me? Oh, give, yeah. a, give, Alice, give Al his present. <laughs> He's earned see it. what you got. You're going to be judged on the air. For you. Aw, Allie. Thank you. What we get... Thank you. Start, and you know I I always need <laughs> coffee, so thank you, Allie. That's amazing. You're oh, you got Allie's caffeine better than all Christmas. of us. Yeah, gotta have caffeine. That was yeah. sweet of you, Allie. Yeah, got him <laughs> I already said it once, but I'll say it again because it wasn't on the air. I got Al his favorite thing. Um, disappointment. Disappointment. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but your your attendance is is definitely. You, you uh, know, my attendance is a gift. My yes. presence <laughs> I has gave that you effect on people. My time. Yes, <laughs> the most valuable thing of all. So let's do what we do best here on B2B. Talk about everything in the world of entertainment. There's so much going on. Um, so let's throw it out. Yeah, dude. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's all the change. Is that what you said while our theme was on? Um... Mike Flanagan actually went to Spalding High School. So there's um, even a deeper tie to Maryland. Not yeah. only did you go to Towson University, you actually went to Spalding High School. A well, local, local. Very, very local. Baltimore's so, blowing up, man. Uh, yeah. Blowing wow. up, and I'm here. Yeah, here you <laughs> are. Here's the Belt Show, and he's making Hollywood blockbusters. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. It's just yeah. a matter of time, Alex. Okay. It is. Time I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Big Nick. Yo, Saint buddy. Nick tonight. we got to talk about our favorite fandom. Yep. Everything in the world of Star Wars. All right. Oh yeah. So dum, first dum, of all, dum, dum, and a dum. candid, <laughs> and a candid interview that John Boyega, Finn himself, mm-hmm. did um, recently. He talked about how he didn't care for his arc in 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 the Last Jedi. In the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yep. He said, "The Force Awakens. I was beginning. Uh, I was I was the beginning of something quite solid." The last Jedi, the last Jedi. If I'm being honest, I'd say I was feeling a bit iffy for me. I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with a lot of the choices in it. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I spoke to Mark Hamill about, and we had conversations about it. And yep. we know from online, Hamill agrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. And it was hard for all of us <laughs> because we were separated, dude. Can you believe that? I mean, uh, uh, I can him, fucking believe it. I can, I can believe, believe it. it. Yes, yeah. we all believe I, and it. And he feels that way. It's just to, set, to admit it in an interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, right. he's all done with Star Wars now. The third one is done. Ah. So now true. he can say whatever the honest, fuck he wants. Right? He can't really get in trouble now. No, he's not under contract anymore unless they're that's making more true. John Boyega movies. That's a good movies. point. So that's why he could he could. He could say how much the, the Last Jedi sucked. I mean, yeah. look at his role well, in it, the it, Last it, Jedi. It was so disappointing. Yeah. Finn over. I loved Finn in the Force Awakens. He's amazing. I love John. Greatest fighter pilot in the galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, what a great role. Fucked yeah. his character, him and no. Poe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, complete. That's okay. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They fucked <laughs> his character. Yeah, you can say fuck. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, fuck until, is cool. Until the underage uh, <laughs> actress that calls it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but think about sure this, right? Worse. Like, we're all fans. How right. amazing would it be to be cast in, you know, some some uh, some project that was one of your childhood fantasies, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then. To have that absolute high, right? Something you fantasize by, it's a dream come true. And then to have them do something 
awful yeah. with it. Like have you, some fuckface yeah. just decide to just make terrible decisions. Just destroy the genre. So you are part of this thing you've always wanted to be part of, and you end up being part of its demise. Think yeah. of like that would take yeah. a part of your soul. It, I'm sure it does, man. That's like if they cast me in the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and I was just in something that just ruined it. Right? That just made right. it right. awful. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I would, yeah. ha- I would, I'd probably make it's, a public statement. It's fucking devastating. Like so, yeah. all you other fans know I was not on board with this shit mm-hmm. either. Okay. Like, <laughs> like real talk, and I think I've said it on the show before. Yeah. I watched. The Force Awakens, and I cried. There was a scene that fucking brought a tear to my eye. It, was it Han Solo's death? No, no. It was when Ray fucking caught the lightsaber. I teared up. That right. fucking put some so, emotion so in. So it there. had some good moments. It, it had some great moments. Yeah, I liked it as well. And then fucking Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson just fucked it all up. <laughs> I hate them both. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, it's really bad. You, everybody knows that so now. So it's so funny. Everybody that who listens. Daisy Ridley uh, was in an interview as well. Oh, this this is information. Well, she didn't really talk negatively about the last Skywalker, oh. but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> she just talked. You know, I guess it's just a promotional sure. interview about. She's doing press though. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but she just talks about uh, the aspects of the Force are in ways that go beyond what you've seen before. Oh yeah. Um, so we've seen the. They're adding new. In different ways. They're adding new force abilities. Force abilities, one. yes. Yeah, they're um, making up shit left and, and right I, all the time. <laughs> yeah, there, there I, was I, a like force, light speed tracking. There's a force Jeez. freeze power that will come in handy. Oh Jesus. When she's doing uh, Kylo Ren atop the ruins of Death Star 2. Oh fucking Jesus. Are you not cool with this freeze? <laughs> well, here's freeze here's power? the reason why I'm having trouble with okay. it because I saw uh, and you might be talking about it later, but I'm gonna go ahead and bring it up. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy did an interview on Rolling Stone, and. Her excuse for all the bullshit is she had no source material that they were just Are making. Are you fucking kidding 100% me? 100%. Yep. On the Rolling Stone article, she brought it up. And fucking... There's right, what, like 87 J. J. novels? Too. Exactly. No source <laughs> material. For, right. for Star for, Wars? For anybody. Yeah. For any of it. Oh, for any of it. For, for The Last Jedi. She said for The Last Movie... Because they're in totally different, like totally new territory. They had no source material. Which they material. are not, right? The exactly. novels go on like thousands of years. The internet past where we are. partially exploded when that happened. Yeah. At least all the yeah. fanboys no that are super critical. No source critics. material. And it just, no. yeah. So is he a fan at all? Yeah. No. Yeah, so we go on to like Darth like Bane and Darth Crate and all that shit. Here's, here's, here's why Kathleen. Ken- here's what Kathleen Kennedy is good at. Kathleen Kennedy is good at finding the money for big movies. She wrote on the coattails of Steven Spielberg for decades, mm-hmm. right? And sh- they made great movies together, but she did not make the, any of the artistic, art, artistic decisions. Gotcha. Right. And then when George Lucas handed it off, hey, she's deciding she's in charge now. She's right. going to do whatever the fuck she wants. Right. Hires this fucking weasel, Ryan Johnson, and then there, here we are. Now starships are running out of gas. So yeah. Whatever liberties <laughs> you want with the characters. And I've story. said it before with Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Ryan Johnson, for me... As a kid, was probably a great Star Wars fan. Probably had a group of Star Wars friends. Yeah. Right. And because he's a sniveling weasel, they kicked him out of the group, and he vowed to get revenge. And the motherfucker <laughs> got. <laughs> That's one way of thinking about it. Yeah. I will ruin Star Wars forever. He just ruined like these great characters. Like I yeah. love oh, like man. Finn and Poe. Yeah. But like they like I hated Poe at the like especially Poe and then Finn like I was so like they just. Maybe and then so Purple Lady, Purple Lady, whose name I forget purposefully. I don't remember. Yeah, her because Laura Dern's character. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Really, <laughs> she, <laughs> also, she also said that she's relieved to be finished. Oh, I'm sure. Because she's only had time to shoot two films other they, than her Star that Wars films. Wow. Better come out. I Which have is been. Murder on the Orient Express yeah. and Ophelia. Those are only Chaos Walking. 
Oh, she filmed Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking. Okay. Like I have been waiting for this movie okay. for the last several years. Okay. She she has a role in Chaos Walking. Yes. Yeah, so they okay. filmed her and Tom Holland star in it. It's okay. based on a book. That's one of my favorite oh, books cool. in the world. Oh, cool. I, right. I thought that movie got tanked. No, it didn't. That's the thing. Is like, so the director he's known for being very spontaneous mm-hmm. and like keeps re- like oh he's very go on the fly mm-hmm. and so they had to refilm. Or reshoot a lot of stuff and mm. like, oh wow! But it's yeah. still they've well, actually had test screenings these last couple of months. Don't get, yeah, you shouldn't get too concerned if there's a lot of reshoots because that's very. It does, and that's so the writer common, no. of the even book. Wonder Woman, which we'll talk yeah. about very shortly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> even the writer of the books is like it's yeah. happening. There's been like and there's been a really positive uh, mm-hmm. feedback to the test screenings. But right. it stars Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland. And I've been patiently waiting since 2016. That's well, yeah, Solo, good. right? They had to like reshoot 60% of Solo because it got terrible. Oh, that's right. right. Because Lord and Miller yeah, apparently was just it. terrible. <laughs> it was similar to what happened with Batman v uh, Justice League, correct? Justice League. Similar mm-hmm. where yeah, one, one director, which in this case was two, mm-hmm. left the project before it was finished, and then a new director created differences and just they, changes things. Kathleen Kennedy yeah. wouldn't agree with any of the decisions that they made, so mm-hmm. she canned them. Right. So because she's a Mean person. <laughs> Do you think it's so? a holiday season? It's a holiday season. <laughs> so I'm a Grinch anyway. <laughs> not nice lady. She's a not <laughs> nice lady. Do you think we'll redeem themselves? I don't know. This, Do we this think we'll, they'll be redeeming themselves or, well, the, or the franchise? We'll will probably be itself. talking about it later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. the force is strong with John Favreau. That's all I'll say. Yes. I certainly hope so. Like I hope they write this ship. But. Let's, let's, let's yeah. move into Mandalorian, guys. Let's, oh, so, oh, I so need Mandal- to watch it still. Oh, oh, I know. Okay, so, well, you know about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's so cute. Baby Yoda's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you haven't seen it yet? No. Even cuter than Alex. Here's what I will say about the Mandalorian. Flipping the coin. The Mandalorian is the best thing to happen to Star Wars since, since Return of the Jedi. Since yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yes. I'm I put it that it. high better on than the Rogue list. One. Rogue One. Than Rogue good. One was really good. So much higher than Rogue One. Wow. wow. I like Rogue One. I don't know about that. But Rogue Mando for me is is okay. You know, four, five, six. Mando. Rogue oh, wow. One gave me 15 minutes of Vader just walking through dudes. And and that's why Rogue One comes <laughs> after Mando. I'm like, I, I, I would have paid full ticket price just for just the for that last 15 minutes. Minutes, just right? for that, exactly. Just, just for the that's that's yes. what, that's why we why we watched episodes one, two, and three is because we were promised the Vader story. That's right. all we wanted to see. That's it for nine hours, and yep. they didn't fucking give it to us. We got no Vader. So we got uh, Ming Na Wen <laughs> guest starring in this, which episode, was a nice cameo. Who looks amazing? She's like yeah. fifty some years old and still dude, looks she's like still her smoking. Thirties, yeah. Yeah, dude. And uh, she played like a bounty hunter, which is kind of she cool. was a fucking badass. She was a, she was an assassin. Yes. She's oh, was a, that? She was a badass assassin. assassin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's different. Uh, so different. Uh, yeah. At the um, end of the episode, well, actually, which she appears to be dead. <laughs> yep. I guess she is dead. Yep. We saw a mysterious figure. Yep. Lean. Yep. A mysterious figure lean in front yep. of her, and there are rumors about who oh, the theories this are. This mysterious ablazing. figure could be. Mm-hmm. What do you think? The the suit looks very similar to Mandalorian, right? Yep. But it's not the Mandalorian. Nope. It's Jon Snow, who's actually a Targaryen. <laughs> boom! 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 There it is. <laughs> boom! Uh, True king be, of the seven kingdoms. That would be amazing. Boom! Big Nick, what do you think? Who do you think uh, it is? I'm going to say it's someone who rhymes with Schmobo Bet. Schmobo Bet? Yes. 
you uh, well, I, there's only one bounty hunter in the universe, in the Star Wars universe, that rhymes yeah. with small Boba Fett, and it's <laughs> Boba, Boba Fett. fucking Fett. If, so, see, because here's the thing. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, if it is, mm-hmm. this would, I guess, settle the theory or... What the, happened in the Sarlacc What pit. happened in the Sarlacc pit, Oh, he right? gets out. In the books, he's he gets out. He's got a jetpack. Of course, okay. he gets out. Now, the yeah. book where he gets out was a supposedly a part of the expanded universe. Yes, right. which is no which longer is not, canon. Not Thank canon. you, fucking Kathleen Kennedy. However, <laughs> yeah. they still are using some of this expanded un- extended universe... Some of it. ...in, in canon... Quote, unquote, right? source material. Okay. <laughs> Not so, so you idiot. think we're seeing Boba Fett? So here's the thing: if you wow. look at the episode, look Holy at the parallels from the episode, and look okay. at the ep- look at the parallels from okay. Episode Four. Okay. You know, fucking Zac Efron wannabe, whatever the hell that kid's name was, I forget. Um, is sitting in the same seat Zac in the Zac exact Efron same wannabe. way <laughs> as Han Solo in the can- in the cantina because they go to the right. same cantina as in Episode Four. So, you know, yeah, it's it, John Favreau. You know, everybody complains about fan service with with movies like this, right? And mm-hmm. I'm okay with San with San Fervis, with fan service so long as it fits in the story and right. it does what it's supposed to. John Favreau's figured it out with the Mandalorian. Right. He's figured out what level of fan service you're supposed to have. Yes. Absolutely. While still telling your story and and, and he's respecting the audience. And let's not Absolutely. forget Dave Filoni. Yeah, Dave That's Filoni too. Dave Filoni too, the two of them. Who's done uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars, yep. And, and, you know, and Rebels as well. He right? did Rebels too, which yeah. was a and, phenomenal and show. Yeah, it was right. a great show. You, yeah. you know, and you I know think he's he knows what's right. The two of them know yeah. they're fucking Star Wars. And you know what did it for me? Uh, I think it was episode four or something of The Mandalorian where yeah. they're, they're on the planet and like the, you're, 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 they're deep in the forest <laughs> and you don't see this thing yet but you hear the laser fire. You hear like yep. do 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 and my yep. brain clicked and I went that's an ATST. Yep. And then ten minutes later it walks in. That's yep. the perfect level of fan service. Mm-hmm. They gave you the sound effect from your childhood but they didn't beat you over the head with it right, right away but like I right. knew what it was the second that gun went off. Right. And eight year old me went ape shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's an ATST walker. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why I love Mando so much. Is yeah. because they've, you know, Dave and and John have figured it out, and it. I'm just so happy. So what makes everyone think that this is Boba Fett? The cape is a clue. They yep. Said? Yep. Um, but lots of characters do wear, wear capes. But why would he take a bullet for somebody? That's very not him. Who? Boba Fett. Boba Fett didn't take a bullet for anybody. Are we talking? Well, are we if we're alluding to the Mandalorian episode? We only right. saw some. We, we, we only okay. saw feet. We didn't, so we ca- didn't. We didn't catch full Boba Fett. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's still a theory until to, what, till Friday. Friday. And then hopefully or Thursday we'll Thursday at midnight. Oh yeah. <laughs> or for technically Friday. And hopefully we'll get something. Yeah. 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 I'm actually Wendy. When on Friday do they drop new episodes? You know, I'm usually with the new job. I'm, I'm an old man now. I go okay. to bed early, so I usually catch it. Friday like after work. Friday. After or do you work. watch it Friday at work? No. Sometimes I watch it, you know, if I get a long lunch, sometimes I'll squeeze it in at lunch. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll watch it on Friday. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else to add to Mandalorian? Do you think we'll see Mando without his helmet? I think, I'm going to say, after this last episode where we see his helmet off, we don't see his face, right. but we see him take off his helmet, I'm thinking there's a maybe. Well, we know he takes it off, just not when anybody else is around. Right. Exactly, but, we're gonna, but are we going to see his face? That's right. the question. I think so we he is m- Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones. That's right. He's a he's handsome a boy with right. a killer Sex mustache. A he's a stud. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You can't die yet. No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he had the same accent as Oberyn Martell, that would be great. That would be good. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out a maybe. Okay. I'm going to throw out a maybe. My prediction is that we'll see his face yeah. in episode eight. There's eight episodes, correct? I think so, yeah. yeah. The last 
I think we're going to see his episode. Yeah. Uh, because they're, they're, they already want more uh, seasons. Uh, they're already filming the second they're season. They're already filming the second they season. They were filming the second season when they were premiering the first episode. They, they need to. Disney Plus needs more content. Yeah. You, you, oh, got, you got a thousand movies you've seen yeah. already, and then all these <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then all these coming soon. We, we totally have this yeah. next series on right, the way. Right. All you people got content yeah, buying shit you already yeah, own. They do. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely. They yeah. need new content. They, they, need, but they, yeah, they John desperately original, need, need new content. Yeah, they do. But yeah, John Favreau said one fucking hit on there. <laughs> Lady and the Tramp was a remake exclusively yeah. for that. Yeah. Yes. A few other things, but Why yes, do you think they're right. spacing yeah. out the episodes? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> binge in one weekend and cancel their fucking service. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a very good point. But you know what? I We, we talked about this before. You yeah. preferred all at once. I actually like them spacing it out. Shut the fuck I'm up, Al. Nick, the reason why fuck you, Al. Can I explain? There's a mi- I have like mixed feelings. Well, he's got a good reason why. It's a good reason. And, I, and when he said it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes I don't sense. Care. Some of the favorite fandoms like Star Wars, Game of Thrones, oh, there's all these that. internet trolls like to spoil things. Yeah. The people that have seen the entire season mm-hmm. will just talk about out. Baby Yoda before he even debuts. Right. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about that. Right. That's so bad. with the one episode per week where everyone's watching at the same time, uh, it, for that kind of a fandom level, it's good. It's good. Like it's it worked for H- for Game eh. of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones wouldn't work on eh. Netflix. No. Everybody watching a... everything at once. No. Yeah. Star eh. Wars game. There's few fandoms. Because once it's you know, all done, like once the <laughs> the last episode airs, I'm gonna binge the whole thing again anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So. That way you can also speculate. Exactly. And yeah. like be excited. Like hmm. Okay. But I'm and that'll give me a chance to catch up because I need go. to watch. There you go. So good. I hope you you all die. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to a big trailer just dropped. I know a few people were on set of Wonder Woman 1984. Martin, you visited the set. Allie and I worked on it as mall patrons. Yeah, you see Ryan in it. Yeah, I was was given broad freedoms I should not have been given. That was that was the best day. (laughs) It was an awesome day. I think they thought I was from corporate, man. They let me sit in the director's chair. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> That's cool. We gotta give a shout out. We gotta give a shout out to the so, Cal Drogo of DMV, Lyle yep. Beckwith, who's mm-hmm. actually in this trailer. Yeah. If you look at the trailer, you'll see two bad guys, and Wonder Woman is uh, looks like uh, hurting them really bad. Yeah. Yep. Crushing guns. Things. Crushing, crushing their guns. guns. Um, he gets his gun crushed by you Wonder Woman. See his Woman. owl face. He goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to uh, the Cal Drogo of the DMV. Uh, from Inglewood, or what is it? From the hood to Hollywood. From the hood yeah. to Hollywood. He's not from Inglewood. Who couldn't be with us tonight, but nonetheless, yeah. um, we wanted to have him on for the Wonder Woman uh, um, trailer yeah. Uh, talk. Yeah, because he's been talking about it forever. He knew he was yeah. on the trailer yeah. for the last two years, and then they um, wouldn't release the trailer, so my man's been dying, like, yeah. you know, for real. It was but, uh, really cool yeah. seeing That it and the movie it looks good, too. Yeah, I'm so excited they, they brought I waited as I was from excited, afar. Yeah. In yeah. My <laughs> yeah, no, they brought me on for... You can actually uh, talk about who you are now. You're oh, yeah. Patient, right? yeah, 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 hit us. Oh, yeah, who are you? <laughs> you will definitely not see me. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I they won't see me either. Shit, what was my, sto- what was my restaurant? You're, you're it was like Hardee's, but... Yeah, it was like a knockoff It was like a knockoff Hardee's. You mean Carl's Jr.? Was it a Carl's Jr.? Because that's what they're called no. on the on it the West Coast, right? Right. It yeah, was a burger it's, joint. it's the yeah. same thing. Um, but it was it was it an actual burger joint or fictitious one? I think it was a fictitious one. Okay, but it was cool. pretty much like think Cardi. Because on it. Thank you. Um, but. I, you did, I was not fond of my outfit. They're like, oh, oh. here, man pants. I was like. Mm, I know you want to be sure one. You want to be one of the cute girls with the. I know the they had all these cute out. outfits, and then they put me in man pants. In the eighties, like, right? You could have had some like leg like, warmers and an aerobics like, leotard. Girls have curves and like hips, and oh. so like I was like, 
It just it was it was just not flattering, and it just. And then, oh, um, I had a big like, ass oh. Radio Shack bag, so I was shopping at Radio Shack. Radio Shack. He got one of those new cassette tape players. Eighties yes. outfit. Yes. <laughs> you saw my '80s outfit. I did. Yeah. I I saw your '80s haircut. Because that was the first show, was right after you were done filming that. Yeah. And you had the yes, 80s haircut. I and I was like, wow, that's you a. You popped that up with Aquanet. Yeah, it was, it was almost mullet, but not quite. <laughs> not quite. Yeah. I might yeah. Be. There's a lot of wigs on set, too. Yeah, so, dude. Um, yeah, I guess we could s- say a little bit, because we saw people in the mall, mm-hmm. so obviously we could talk that's about that. So. That was, it was really, really cool. They did the entire mall. And they had that functional yeah. arcade. Hopped in there, played a quick game of Galga. <laughs> really? They ha- yeah, that's cool. Like oh, because it's set in 1984. So right. Yeah, so so in the so, mall they had, like, yeah they insane. had the functional arcade. Mm-hmm. Cool. They had Radio Shack. Mm-hmm. They had a TV store with blocky TVs because flat screens aren't right. out yet. Exactly. They had your old school music store, so like mostly cassettes, but CDs had just like started to show Sam up. Goody yeah, or yeah, like yeah. That's some cool. records and everything. Wall like Bucks. it, like it literally took you back. Like that's they went cool. back to cool. like the old that's school. That's cool. I mean, I was mall. born in '84, so it's taking me back to birth. But <laughs> yeah, right. You know, well, I was born in. I mean, I was born '88, but it like the one spirit store. I was like, holy shit, this is like my little baby, like the toddler clothes. I was like, huh. This mm-hmm. looks like my wardrobe. That's yeah. cool, man. <laughs> Baby so, Alley. Uh, a lot of cool promotion in, in, in addition to the amazing trailer we saw. Yeah. Uh, just some really cool, uh, just cool, like, promotional photos. Oh, yeah. Of, like, one of her... Of Gal Gadot. Iteration of one of her costumes. Yeah. Gal Gadot. And, of course, the returning... Um, Chris Pine. Which I don't quite understand yet, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure they'll explain it. I don't, we'll, I don't He will be back it. from the dead with... Mm-hmm. A fanny pack. Good for him. Yep. Well, it's 84, so hey, it's Hey, you know, fanny packs are quite uh, useful. You can hold a lot it. of stuff in Stop there. Stop it. Yeah. And Kristen Wiig, who initially I thought... Was it like how she's gonna be cheated? Yeah, we panned her on this show. You know, we all did. looking good. You know she looks great. We she panned does. her hard on this show. We did, yeah. but you know what? Yeah. I changed. I changed my tune. I did. Yeah. I think. I think she. I, I'm curious to see Cheetah, Kristen Wiig. Because you right. have to, She starts out as like. Kind and of that's like a, I'm reserving a judgment until then, right? Yeah. I better yeah. see some veins coming out of those biceps. Yeah. yeah. So the characters that she starts off as like a librarian architect type, which yeah. is the, what her actual character is. Yeah. And then you know she can evolve into. Then the she gets tree. all naughty and right. cheetah-like. Cheetah-like, right? right. Rawr. Hence, cougar-like for hence her name, right? <laughs> the cheetah. It's right, not just a clever right. name. Yeah. So yeah, so the movie is finished, but it's not coming out till June. So we got a little while to. More trailers. On, but um, she said if she would like to possibly make the movie a little shorter. So I guess there's a, a pretty long movie, uh, a long cut that exists right now. So oh, okay. Pat- Patty Jenkins says. Um, might cut it down a little bit for between now and the release date. Oh, hopefully yeah. they don't cut lying. She's like, the long you, cut. You, <laughs> yeah. She's like, hey, Why guys, not? can you let me fiddle with this? Can you let me fiddle with that? So I'm fiddling. Uh, but the movie is technically done. She says that it's the first cut was two hours and forty five minutes. Damn, that's, that's fine. That's pretty uh, fucking long, movies, actually. Man, we don't care. What was so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, you don't want to see more Avengers? Have, like, we don't, you know, right. we're yeah, fine yeah. with it. as long exactly. as it's a good film. We don't care. I mean, relax, Pats. Yeah. Relax, yeah. Patty. <laughs> with the popularity of like, put the scissors down. Yeah. With the popularity of like the Stranger Things mall, like the malls, like weren't they pretty analogous? Yeah, when I saw the Stranger Things mall, like. It I reminded thought it was so similar. So popular. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. It did. So much. The two levels in the open space. It was it was like the same. I, I thought for a second, I was like, are they shooting the same mall? Is that what you know? <laughs> absolutely. Are they saving bucks? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, it looks really, really good. So we can't wait to see. This is a long time till June 2020. So yeah, man. Six, while six to wait months. for it. 
Um, another big trailer that just dropped was Ghostbusters Afterlife, which actually oh, has yeah. a Stranger Things kind of vibe, guys. It does. Oh, it, well, it's got one of the kids yet. from Stranger Things yeah, that's in it. Why, that's the thing, and that's why it yeah. seemed like Stranger Things, too. I can't remember uh, what that kid's name but is, But his name is Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard, that's why. I knew so there was a wolf in there somewhere. Finn Wolfhard really. and McKenna Grace will... Uh, Play the, I guess, two of the protagonists, the young protagonists. Yeah. Their e- mother is They're Egon's kids. Or Egon's grandkids, maybe? Grandkids. Grandkids. Carrie Coon, I guess, plays Egon's daughter. Okay. It's my, my guess, because she's the mother. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it really had that nice It has that Ghostbusters vibe to and it, man. It, had, it didn't really have hokey comedy. No. It had more of... Um, the original one didn't have hokey comedy, man. It, it was, it was, it was high brow. No, yeah, no, it had comedy. It had comedy. But yeah. not hokey comedy. Not hokey. Vakeman's dropping, like, really quick, subtle lines. Yeah, you yeah. got to right. keep up with the dialogue. No, yeah. like, the original the original Ghostbusters was not slapstick, man. No, right. the, the, the remake chick one was slapstick, and it didn't yeah. work. No, it didn't work. It did not work at all. It did not work at all. It was very quick. That in the script Yeah, yeah. Even lines from like like Egon, like yeah. I think she liked my epididymis. Like, that, I mean, right. that's not but I'm sh- like right. that, that's something you gotta process. With you. So oh. yes, <laughs> Jason Reitman is the um, son of Ivan Reitman. Yep. Who is the director of the original uh, Ghostbusters? Yep. He'll keeping be, uh, it in the family. Yeah, keeping it in the family. We will stay true mm-hmm. to the other two films that we saw, and of course, the original cast is all back. That's playing good. the characters they played. Which that was one of the horrible things about that chick. And I'll tell you this. Yeah. If, if, the chick, if the chick cameras. one brought back yeah. the original cast and their original characters, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have hated it so much. Yes. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. They, they Ryan Johnson. The, the well, Ryan Johnson, they, well, they tried to Ryan Johnson yeah. Ghostbusters, but then, you know, Jason Ryan was like, no, right. no, 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 no. Let's this, fix this. This one has a lot more promise. Yes, it does. Now, Dan Aykroyd actually said that he has a... Ghostbusters script, a prequel, when his character and the other Ghostbusters were teenagers. Oh, that's uh-huh. rad. And it'll be take place in the 60s. Uh-huh. Oh, that's going to be cool. So it'll be the teenage years of Venkman, Spengler, Stance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they don't pick up Winston until later. Th- right. Yeah, so Winston Winston got hired, yeah. Because yeah. they, know, they all know each other. Is Winston coming in? Is, is Winston going to be in Afterlife? Winston will be in Afterlife. Yeah. I met him at Awesome Con one year. That dude, he's a nice dude. We've interviewed uh, him. No uh, shit. Actually, in person. Is, is, uh, is Rick Moranis back on board? <laughs> You know oh, what? He actually dude. Re- he retired from acting? Yeah, he, he was but raising his kids. I wonder if he'll be back because they, they, they do have... A lot um, of them retired Saran- from yeah. acting. Susan Sarandon, right? She was the No, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, God, why do yeah. we get those two mixed up? Right. Yeah, um, it's the hair. Yeah, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver will mm-hmm. be returning, yeah. Oh, that, that that's good. Sigourney yeah, Weaver's coming yeah. back, man. She is the queen of sci-fi. She is. Uh, yep. She is. Yep. I know, Al, you're excited about my Dana Mulan. Barrett. My Dana yeah. Barrett. Your Dana Barrett. Yeah, another big Disney movie. Just dropped its trailer um, sometime last week. Uh, I think by the previous show we we hadn't talked about it, but it looks really really good. So I'm what? Which one? That one. Uh, Mulan. Oh, see, yeah, I'm actually excited for Mulan. I haven't seen. I, I saw it's a different movie. Yeah, I saw the Jungle Book remake. I yes. thought it was okay. I like. I haven't it. seen any of any of the other ones since. I kind of want to watch well, The Lion King now that Jon Favreau is doing me so yes. good at Star Wars. I want to go back and... Favreau did do it. Uh, he Lion did. King. He and did. Actually, I enjoyed Lion You did? King. I yeah. still need to see that. Um, but, you but, but, you know, they got rid of the singing. They got rid of the... We got to get up on our, our nope. viewing. No, no. You said they got rid of the singing. No, that's not true. It's still going to be a musical? They still have music in it. But they don't have Eddie Murphy as Mushu. No, but they still have singing in it. No, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, they, they have to kind of keep true to it. Like, if, yeah. Have you seen Beauty and the Beast, right? With Emma, Emma Watson. They, 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 I have not seen Beauty and the Beast. Really with Emma Watson. So they there kept, wasn't they kept singing them. in the Jungle Book. 
No, there was not. There wasn't. Okay, that's exactly They dropped the songs. So yeah. maybe Mulan? And they went with Rudyard Mulan's Kipling's version, not not the Disney version. Correct. Did Mulan in the, in the car- original animated um, the film? The cartoon did. Okay. But the their fa- live okay. action is not going so, to. So that will be a big difference. But they yeah. said the, yeah. the plot will be similar. Yeah. But I, I guess the they're not going for one of those. Hey, hey look, there's a human. Norm. Hey, buddy. Hey. How are you? Let's go ahead and introduce him. Welcome to the show. He has long drive. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe... We have to bring... That's right, Big <laughs> Paul back in studio, Darth Wallace. I am a Sith Lord. <laughs> the VTV studios Fucking for our last a. episode. I was like, you want to come in? I know you have it. Uh, you literally left set. Yeah, I, I I left from Cleveland. I mean, it was like a seven-hour drive, so that was a little bit brutal through a snowstorm. You drove here from Cleveland? Actually, a little bit before. Outside of Cleveland, so it was a long drive. That's a long drive, Damn. bro. I lived in Cleveland. I know how long drive. That's a long drive, bro. <laughs> well, I, 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 wow, I am impressed by your, your. He's, uh, he's committed. You're committed. Like your committedness. To your plus, commitment. I'm that good of a driver to cut an hour and a half off my time. Okay, so he's a really big like, dude. He's probably got a heavy foot. You really must want. <laughs> probably going real fast. Well, I do stunt driving too, so. Oh, there you go. So you there know. There you go. Where were you? Um, so t- can you talk about the film that you were on the set for? He's talking to you. Oh, yeah, yeah I, was on, uh, <laughs> I was on a film, Cherry, uh, starring uh, Tom Holland, who's Spider-Man, and it's uh, directed by the Russo Brothers. Oh, this is the that drug movie that he's really in. really good. Yes. He mentioned that really on, um, which, who was he on? Was it Jimmy Kimmel? I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a like, really cool, laid-back uh, British guy. Most people don't yeah. realize he's British. Oh, yeah. Cool. He's just got a good American Can accent. Can talk about your work on it, or not so much? Uh, not so much yet. Okay, okay. Cool. Uh, but it's about drugs. Is he, is he a really tiny dude? He's about medium size. He's he, not that. He looks itty bitty on screen, man. He's just like a little guy. But who's okay, Spider Man? He yeah. looks a lot Tom younger Holland. than he right. is. I mean, yeah. That's because oh, the dude moisturizes. I want to say he's probably in his twenties, but I yeah, mean, he's young. He, he was sitting there smoking yeah. on set, so I was like, man, I didn't even think he was well, old enough to smoke. So, so you, you had smoke. beers oh, yeah. with with freshman Spider Man? That's hilarious. No, I didn't have beers. Wish I did, but that didn't happen. Gotta admit, I've met a lot of Brits, and a lot of them do smoke. Yeah. When I was at the SAG European Awards, smoke. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's a European thing, but <laughs> yeah. a lot of the cast of Game of Thrones were outside yeah. in the smoking area, yep. puffing away. Yeah, yeah. no, America yeah. had a big anti-smoking campaign that yeah. worked. Europe yeah. didn't do that shit. Yeah. They, <laughs> still, they all still smoke Yeah, in Europe, they're like, fuck you, American, when uh, I give a cigarette to this baby. <laughs> Spider-Man smokes. Uh, yeah. So, so, Paul, we were giving out gifts earlier. Okay. Merry Christmas, buddy. All right, thank you. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Open it up. What did you get? What could it be? What is? What did you receive, Paul? I got Deadpool socks. Awesome. Oh, nice. Very cool. Webcam. I figured you could use that. I mean, you said your old one was uh, down. Hey. Well, that, there that's you go. pretty awesome. You I can th- use that to get hits on Red Tube, Al. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a webcam, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I do have a Red Tube. That's a mobile webcam, so you can, you know. Oh, this is a mobile webcam. I was waiting for that joke. Well, I don't know. Take it, it, you take it and move it, it around. <laughs> thank you, buddy. No problem. Right on. Yep. Right. So we were just talking about movie news, um, Paul. Uh, we have two... Um, I guess two big movies that have release uh, dates uh, of sorts. Um, one is The Flash, the upcoming DCEU movie, will be released on July 1st, 2022. I have oh. questions. And The Matrix will be opening uh-huh. on May 21st, 2021. Uh-huh. Excited, less questions. So, The Flash, 
are they using the same dude that was in Justice League, or yes. did they recast? Yes, they're no, using Ezra dude. Miller. Ezra mm. Miller, yeah. Is he going to have a mustache? Mm. Are you okay with Ezra Miller? Uh, not with the mustache, because he doesn't okay look right with, with the mustache. Miller. I'm, yeah, I'm, like not, I'm not anti-Ezra. Not with the mustache. Yeah. Ezra, I mean, he could I be just, sans mustache. That'd be yeah. okay. And I think it were, I mean... I'm neutral on them. I mean, he didn't do a bad... I, I like Ezra Miller. If the, if the script is good... Out, yeah, they're not throwing out um, Justice League out of the canon. Yeah. It's still part of canon, yeah. so... He didn't, he just if didn't the script is good, he'll do a good job. You know, that's what it was. So, like, did I was I happy with his performance as acting? Sure. Yeah. It just didn't feel like he was flashed to me. So it seemed yeah. like there was an actor being a funny, comedic side mm-hmm. guy on screen, and I enjoyed the moments he was on screen, but he didn't, yeah. you know... Do you think also, the grand- flash effects in Justice League, he looked like he was running in place. Yeah, and he looked—he looked like he was running in place awkwardly. You yeah, think, but Grant, you know what they said—the Snyder Cut has him being cool in it. Oh, okay. But huh. if it ever comes out, Fucking, do you think Grant Gustin huh. would have been a, uh, a a better choice? If they'd have, the if they'd the have gone with the CW and like combined it, yeah, that would have been. I think that would have been rad because that's yeah. an established they audience. They don't want to combine it. No, they don't. Yeah, reason, but and, that's okay because and those guys CW is doing okay. And those guys were crushing those roles, right? Yeah, like crushing them. Dude, Green Arrow started the whole oh, thing because yeah. I don't Oliver know if Stephen Miller would want to do movie, a movie CW. Yeah, like but he's a, gone now. Right. Yeah, he's all done. He's been I doing know. it for ten years. He's probably over Flash. it. I was like obsessed with the show, and I haven't. I've not seen the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I've been off the rails when they added like four of the TV shows. Just watch Crisis. Crisis is awesome so far. Yeah. Can you start Crisis without watching the prior episodes? Not because I think you can, because there's a bunch of different characters from different. There's three different Supermans. Because if they yeah, my, back like myself and Allie are way behind on the CW. Yeah, and so like, brought I, back the I wait for Netflix, and so those crossover episodes always fuck with me because I get to them in one season on Netflix and I have right. no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the, like, yeah I'm, like, I'm like, I gotta line it up with the you other have to line seasons it up to try and, and figure yeah. out. Because you can't just watch one of the shows though; you have to watch all the all shows. All three, now. you have to write all right. three in a row. Yeah. That's a little exhausting. That is exhausting. Concur, my good man. A little bit, a little bit. Other big movie news, guys. Quentin Tarantino apparently. Has a, a script treatment or outline for Kill Bill Volume Three. Oh shut That's up. gonna be his last movie. Is Kill no, Bill Volume? No, 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 he said he wanted Star Trek. No, that's he wants not a Star Trek movie. movie. Kill Bill Three. He said he was doing ten. Kill already. Well, he's got Kill Bill Three if he does it, and then he's got the Star Trek movie. So. Oh, that's, if, if that's he wants, 11. If he wants, yeah. Because he, uh, he was saying after Once Upon a Time that he's got one more left in him and then he's done. What's he didn't say, allude to whether this would be the last Yeah, they, they, oh. they say again, that shit Kill all the Bill, time. But then again, Kill Bill, it's number it's, three, it's, so it's right. still Kill Bill, so it's yeah. not a new. If Technically, get, yeah, okay. Yeah. Do, do, okay. We have a, do we have I mean, a plot yet or teasers for Kill Bill? I love so, Tarantino. Okay, so Tarantino was on Andy Cohen's radio show, and he said he had... Dinner. Quentin had dinner recently with Uma Thurman, who plays the bride. Of course. And says he has an idea. Wait, what? He has an idea of of where she'd be after all that time. I do have an idea of what I do with it. So he has a treatment, I guess. That was the whole thing was conquering that concept. Exactly what's happened to the bride and what I want to do is what Tarantino said because. I wouldn't just want to come up with some cockamamie adventure. <laughs> she doesn't deserve that. The bride has fought long and hard, but now I have an idea. I still wouldn't do it for a little bit. So he it, said the uh, the timeline of when he, he says possibly three <laughs> years from now, 
but it will definitely be in the cards. So there you go. Well, that's so cool. yeah, that's okay. so it's probably gonna be a mom story, right? It's gonna be her maybe ten yeah. years later with a teenage daughter. Yeah, well, think about ver, you know Vernita ver, Green's daughter. Yeah. That's you know? what I was thinking. So yeah. maybe maybe yeah. like because yeah. she says at the end, she's like, you know, if one day you have a problem and you want to come looking for me, I'll understand. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's Kill Bill Volume he, Three. He, he yeah. gave himself an out yeah. if he needed yeah. it. The and Rise of Black Mamba, the sequel. And the yeah. opening promo, if you heard, that was Vivica A. Fox. It was in Kill Bill Volume One and Two. That's true. When I interviewed her at yeah. Monster Mania, so uh, mm-hmm. that promo ca- kind of coincides with the news. Oh, yeah, yeah, Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah, something. Okay, um, another big reboot film that is in the works, guys, is Home Alone. Oh God. Yeah, guys. Why didn't he do some crappy Ooh. sequels before? He's well, gonna make some sort of lame cameo, like the mailman or some yeah. shit. <laughs> you know, he could be the guy trying to break yeah. into the home this time. Right. <laughs> no, they'll make him the old man with the shovel. Walking. Yeah, yeah, so Martin, totally. Yeah, some Martin, fucking cameo. Martin, this is Disney Plus, so you know they need content. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Archie Yates, Ellie Kemper, and Rob Delaney will star in Home Alone reboot. Mm. Kemper's still in negotiation. A deal has not closed just yet. Dan Mazur's on board to direct. A script by Mikey Day. Um, I think, but who's is that gonna the same Mikey Day from Saturday Night Live? I think so. Um, but who's gonna be the kid? Like, so how are they gonna say, find a Macaulay Culkin? It's, it's gonna be Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, right. He's gonna be a Home Alone at thirty. They yeah. will CGI his age backwards. So I guess they haven't uh, casted that Macaulay character. The Archie Yates actor will not be playing Kevin, but a new character in a similar premise to the original franchise. All right. Didn't they already do that once? So maybe he's not playing um, a Kevin McAllister, but maybe the young actor's playing just another similar character. In a similar oh, so it's Home Alone, but with new people. But it might be. Yeah, but then they do that with Home Alone <laughs> 3 or 4 or something three. like that. It was 3. They did no, it they three. had a Home Alone. I was just looking at Home Alone There's 3, which I watched, and it was How awesome would it be if it was uh, four, Joe Pesci apparently. with the Irishman, with yeah. Pesci coming back, and if Pesci uh, <laughs> returned if in Pesci the returned, Pesci and what's-his-face, yeah. Daniel Stern. Yeah, Daniel Stern. That'd be exactly. cool get the yeah. Wet Bandits back. <laughs> the cool. Wet Bandits, exactly. Or the Sticky Bandits, depending on which one you've watched. So we have a uh, Stephen King um, film actress calling in later. Yeah. Uh, news on another uh, Stephen King film called The Dark Half. It's getting a movie treatment at MGM with Alex Ross Perry, who directed Her Smell. Um, Her Smell. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's an interesting... It's That's a, a weird name. Title, That's right? a, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss stars in that. Uh, oh, Amber okay. Heard, who oh, yeah. I got to <laughs> hang out with uh, a couple weeks ago. I saw the pictures. That's cool. I was uh, hanging out with Mara, guys. That's CCU, cool. That's cool. Man. Pretty freaking cool, dude. <laughs> yep. Um, and also... It wouldn't um, be Celebrity Soda without it, man. Yes. Another nostalgia news, Paul Rubens will be doing a 35th anniversary screening and tour for Pee-wee's Big Adventure. No shit. Yes. See, I do not want to be in that theater with Paul Rubens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, he was in a, it, the movie theater was a porno theater where everybody's jerking off in it. So <laughs> I don't think he'll be jerking off in his own film, right? I mean, he might awesome. be. It is Paul Rubens. <laughs> so I guess he'll be doing like a Q&A and tell stories, live, live behind-the-scenes stories from... From the film, um, but yeah, That's tw- cool. it's a 20-city tour that kicks off on February 14th, guys. So, At the box office, no surprise that Frozen 2, um, uh, for the second week in a row, was the number one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I still need to see it. My kids... Shut the door and move along. <laughs> I wanted to go see it. I was like, let's go see Frozen 2, and my kids were like, nah. Nah. They're over it now. Knives Out, which is Ryan Johnson's film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw that. That was good. 
Believe it or not, because Star Wars, Star Wars. We that's too, that's too bad. Yeah. We did, I'm a little disappointed. We did a full 15 minutes on how bad he ruined Star Wars. Yeah, we did. We hit it hard. I'm still gonna pirate it because I don't like that son of a bitch. Um. In third place, Ford versus Ferrari. Fourth place, Queen and Slim, and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, the fifth film. Ford versus Ferrari was legit. Yeah. Anybody I, I didn't like really, the CGI really good. cars. Really good. I, yeah. I would rather see real driving. Maybe oh, there was some real, real driving. Drive. There was car. some, but yeah, there wasn't no, a lot. Uh, a lot of it was CGI. A lot of the no, racing no, was CGI. We actually had an actor. We interviewed a guy who was one of the racers. Last month, one of the racers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they played Walt. Yeah. He talked about how a truck attached itself to an actual car, and the truck did the... The, the but there yeah. was some CGI you could tell that when it was oh, CGI. Oh, of course. There's CGI yeah. in everything now. The acting was just phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Between, between yeah, cool. yeah uh, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Damon and, acting was on and Batman. Guys, yeah. Those guys just, yeah, dude. wow. I mean, they so. like especially like as a guy in industry, you know, you like look at performances you want to emulate. Like right. they seemed like they were lifelong friends in that right. shit. Yeah, Christian felt, Bale just fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt natural and, and mm-hmm. the dialogue was so quick. Even the subtle shit, like sometimes with a Quiet and the looks between the two, just yeah. Right. fucking yeah. I walked out of there feeling bad that sometimes I pretend to be an actor. Like, yeah. like those guys are doing it. Occasionally, uh, I moonlight at the practice, but I'm not doing that shit. Right? Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, last week's show, we talked about Richard Jewell, and then there was like some people up at arms about the portrayal of Kathy Scruggs, a journalist who actually slept oh, with John who. Hamm's character to obtain I information. I hate this bullshit. But that's what happened. Okay, so. Even if it no, wasn't, even if no. it, there's a new article. Here's, here's the thing: okay. it doesn't fucking matter. It's a movie. Movies well, are fictional. They we know a biopic. No, they didn't. The movie ends with literally a message that says scenes, dialogue, characters have been <laughs> dramatized for uh, uh, effect. Okay. When in the history of what the fuck ever has somebody got mad that a movie wasn't factually correct? No okay. movies are factually correct. Well, and now there's a fucking lawsuit. Her yeah, old paper lawsuit, yeah. is trying to sue the production That's company right. that made the movie because it doesn't make her look good. Oh, fuck you. Fuck it's off. a movie. Right. The, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and editor Kevin Riley are threatening the producers and filmmakers of Richard Jewell over its accusations of malicious fabrications in the film. Except that's okay. what they did. Right. Did you work so, on that, Al? So I, I, I was up not, in Pittsburgh. I went to the screening, but I did not so work on it. So can Kim Jong-un bring a lawsuit it. against Seth Rogen for portraying him negatively in uh, the movie about, <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, tried. You know <laughs> like... No, he tried to launch no. a nuke, not bring a lawsuit. These yeah. are different things, right? Well, he's North Korean, yeah. so that's yeah. their, that's the same thing yeah. for them. M- movie, movies are entertainment. They're fictional. Well, you this can't... is an actual person, guys. So this is... Tons of movies are about actual fucking people. Right, Ford vs. Ferrari about all real people. And guess what? They yeah. made some of those guys look like I dicks. It, I get it. But Nobody's they... suing anybody. AJC said that the movie suggests that Scruggs, who died in 2001, yeah. is written as someone who gets story tips in exchange for sexual favors with an FBI agent. And I reiterate, so fucking what? And behave unethically and recklessly. So fucking what? there is no evidence to suggest that Scrubs engaged so in such content. So fucking... It's not a newspaper. <laughs> this isn't an essay. Letter. It's not an academic article that was submitted for review. We've had movies about yeah. presidents, Lincoln, George right. Edgar Hoover. Like, right. none of this shit is accurate or right. We, we, right. we dramatize all these fixtures, and no one has ever got their panties in a bunch about it. What's so different about this time? We're post-Me Too. Yeah. This is too, bullshit. Good point. Yep. This is, this is um, PC bullshit. I don't know bullshit. if Reagan movie sounded like that was going to be bad if that got made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, this woman, that? Kathy, has already passed away. So she can't 
she doesn't have a say in this. Hey, you know, you don't see Michael. You don't see the Michael Jackson estate suing anybody after what they did on Netflix. Aren't real, and you can't get mad at a fictional Mm -hmm. piece of entertainment for not being accurate. So who cares? Anyways. Yeah, there's no ground. Like, if, the, if they bring a law, it'll get thrown out in yeah. the blink of an eye. This or is they'll just, settle. Yeah. yeah. I think it's for money. Yeah. It probably is. is. Or, yeah, or attention. Then? Yeah, get some interest is for it, the paper or something. It's all No, it's, it's her former paper, so former publication. Paper. So it's yeah. like her family. It's, like, her, it's like her former yeah. editor. Well, it's, it's mostly the, the former paper. And, yeah. Um, the former like paper that, the family, like, she mirrored this guy's name. Yeah. being upset, but the former paper. It's almost like they're going for money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Family, yeah. like I can see, like the you editor know. Kevin Riley, yeah, because yeah. it's not her estate, yeah. <coughs> Moving on to some TV news, guys. So Marvel Television Good is segue. winding down. Can you believe it? Yeah, it took long two, enough. Two months after the vision has moved under Kevin Feige, you talk about Cotton Martin. That's where mm-hmm. all the Marvel TV shows are going. Yep. Mm-hmm. But as you know, Marvel TV is presenting its final season of ABC's Agents of Shield, which will air next summer. It had a good run. Beyond that, just four animated series that are currently in development at Hulu, and a live action Hellstrom. As you know, all the Netflix shows are gone. Yeah. Um, yeah which I know sucks. you really ju- fucking you Disney enjoyed Plus. Those, right? I enjoyed mm, some of them. Yeah. I liked I all of them, them except for Iron Fist, which is tragic. Think everybody feels the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like I like seasons. I liked all of Daredevil. Yeah, I, so good. I, I right. I wanted to like Punisher. I tried to like Punisher. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so unfortunately, I, there's gonna be a lot of layoffs because of yeah, Marvel sucks. TV. Other Marvel Studios will have layoffs as a result, both in the immediate future and long term. Yeah. But now everything is under. You know, Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios, yeah. which is under Disney. But so. I, I will say to that, you know, uh, I, I do have some friends that work in that realm, and mm. the circles are pretty small. So, yeah. you know, when they finally do kind of revamp and get that content out, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those people got back to work in those publication, in those productions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean... Well, it could be a Marvel <laughs> crisis on infinite Earths. Right. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of those original uh, cast members of those Netflix shows will love to come back. Yeah, but I'm also talking um, crew. Are you talking the crew as well? Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. obvious. Yeah, yeah. I think some of the cast would want to. We'll come see. Back too. So we'll I, I could, see. I could see a different Punisher. As much as I love John Bernthal, and I fucking love John Bernthal. Yeah. I, I, I could go for a different Punisher. He's going to the big screen, man. Oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, you know, there's ha- there has to be some of the uh, the Netflix TV characters that that sure. the MCU. I mean, Charlie and, Cox. And, unless I Charlie got Cox this wrong, is Daredevil. He is. Period. Like he is a perfect Daredevil. And I think yeah, John is really good. another example. Yeah. I really think he should. He's too. he's he's good, but I'm like, eh, that's how I felt about it. <laughs> well, that's completely fair. Yeah. Um. So Netflix is going to uh, adapt High in the Clouds. It's a children's book written by Paul McCartney. So Paul McCartney. Oh, I heard about this, I guess this, he'll yeah. be a uh, producer on a Netflix project. It's Because uh, Paul McCartney fe- doesn't have enough money. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's an animated feature film based on his book. Now, um, is he going to have Ringo like, be on that show, kind of like Ringo used to be on Thomas the Tank Engine? It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, I now Ringo, Ringo yeah. still needs some money, so we'll see. <laughs> would not surprise me at all, but it should be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, have, has anyone seen Live in Front of a Studio Audience, a TV show that kind of adapts Norman Lear's classic sitcoms <laughs> for a modern audience? They did. I um, saw the band live because they're up from York, PA. But Well, that's different, I uh-huh. guess. So they did All in the Family already with Woody Harrelson, Marissa Tomei, Ellie Kemper, and Ike Barinholtz. And now they're going to do a Good Times 
episode. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Kevin cool. Bacon, Jesse Eisenberg. Kevin and, Bacon. Yeah, and Justina Machado have been cast in the All in the Family portion. Um, and now they want to do a, um, a, a Good Times. Cool. So, okay. So that'll be next on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you say about Crisis on Infinite Earths? Um, I haven't been keeping up, but apparently... I know there's a lot of Superman. It's, 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 set, uh, it's set a strong tone on Sunday night, the opening, with the Anti-Monitor hurtling through space, obliterated Earth-38, and claimed its first superhero victim. You ready for a spoiler, guys? Hit it. Oh, here we go. Is it Brandon Ruth? No, it's a bigger name. Which is it Holly? It's, it's a series that's already scheduled to end. Oh, it's uh, it's Green Arrow. That's right, Stephen yep. Mel, guys. Yep, that's that's a big one. He's been at it for ten years, man. Homeboy's ready yep. for a vacation. I think, yeah, he's ready. He's ready. To Tired of maintaining yeah. his abs. Wants to raise his yeah, yeah. Dude hasn't had bread in a decade. That, that was Batman, but they didn't have money to use Batman, so they just made right. Green Arrow. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I, mean, I get that impression from it. They're the same it. character like, anyway. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. queen, millionaire, Gadgets, the whole night, bit. Yeah. vigilante. Yeah. yeah. It all, dude, with Razak, they both <laughs> train at the League of Shadows. Like, it's the same shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was Batman, but I was like, yeah, it's yeah. good. But it was, go- it was still yeah. good. I liked it. Have you seen Batwoman? Are you seen any of the shows? No. No, Batwoman. Uh, I heard it was terrible. Suppo- you heard oh, you mean Batgirl? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh. Well, it's, no, it's Batwoman. Because for the last century, it's been Batgirl. I don't know who this Batwoman is. Oh, uh, totally, they're, they're totally different bat, totally right? different bat character, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the comic book, she uses guns and shit. Mm-hmm. But in, in this show, and Batwoman is gay, and so is um, Ruby Rose. So it kind of works out. Yeah, because or or it's called acting, and you don't have to be the thing that <laughs> you are. You on yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Brian well, Cranston a, is not a paraplegic. I mean, he did okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> saying. <laughs> but you got to love the fan service that CW does with Christ. They, you know what? People that is one thing that. I do respect about the CW. Tom I, Welling. I, I, yep. Uh, Brandon Roth as is, is mm-hmm. the Kingdom Come Superman. Yep. And he's also the, whatever it is. The, the Adam? Isn't he Adam? Yeah, Adam, yeah that Adam doesn't make Christ. any sense at all to me, but... But well, because it's they, that was fan service. Yeah. That was because he was Superman in Superman Returns. Exactly. And that yeah, was and what that's happened a cool to Adam. Move. And Erica Durant, who was Lois Lane yeah. in Smallville. Yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, John it, it was Wesley's a, ship. Yeah. Um, from the Flash and Earth 90 came back. Yeah, you know? that's so a cool th- move. Those are all good moves. You know, those are things that you I'm know, cool with familiar like with that. because he was the original Flash in the yeah. 90s series. Yeah. Exactly. How that worked up? Yeah, I thought that was fun. I thought that was a lot of fun bringing him back. Yeah, yeah. How has the last couple of seasons of Flash been? That's a good question. Good question, because I haven't... Up and down. Yeah. Is anybody... Down, like, that was, like, it's okay. It's a little fast. It's not as good as the first Amazing. couple seasons. They finally, they finally backed off of guys being faster than him, which I was happy about, because, like, <laughs> if you keep billing him as the fastest suit ever, and every season there's a motherfucker faster than him, it gets, you know, come on. <laughs> every single fucking season yeah. there's somebody even faster than yeah. the blood. <laughs> the last season I did, it was probably, it was, like... He was in that. He like forgot what was that first episode. It was like right after like he fucked up again. Like <laughs> oh, I didn't know where you were gonna go. Time that time that that like that's an interesting she pause. She said fucked and I went. Oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, right after episode where he fucked. <laughs> dramatic pause. Yeah, it could have been anybody. I was curious <laughs> how you were gonna finish that up as well. Like, that was, you might have been really watching not the TV show. <laughs> this might have been a, a porn spinoff where. <laughs> Flash fucks X, Flash fucks any number of bad guys. I assume the adorable Flash route, the adorable one is, is now the insatiable one. Yeah. Yeah. I assume I assume the, the, the Flash fucks quickly too. I think he's default a minute man because he just 
It's too fast. He jackhammers away. away. He's a second man. man. Yeah. Uh, Three she's pumps she's not even sure it happened. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Two pump jumps. Like, I, went, I, went, I went for as long as is humanly possible. But the speed yeah. force, you know, just... Let's talk about the it's Golden Globes. <laughs> the Golden Globes, guys. <laughs> Moving on. The Golden Globes the nominations and the SAG Award nominations have been announced. Let's go over them. Um, so Marriage Story got six Golden Globe nominations. That's a Netflix Never heard movie. Of it. it looks good. Stars Adam Driver, Kylo Ren himself, and Scarlett Johansson. Now, I have a question. Is he like all emo in that movie, too? He's uh, emo. He's uh, what? He's Cry- you mean Kylo Ren? Yeah. He's a, he's okay, so is that his like, stick? He's, he's, like, he's, right? he's emo in the show Girls. I mean, he's... Okay. Have you seen uh, Marriage Story? Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but he, not as much. He's a Marine veteran. And he's a Marine... Ooh, right. Ooh right. Yeah. yeah. I can't sure. picture that. Yeah. yeah. The Irishman, like five nominations, <laughs> but snubbed from a Golden Globe nomination is Robert De Niro. The other actors got nominated, Pacino, yeah. Pesci. Because yeah. De, Niro. De Niro's been working more. De Niro? But, but do you know what? I, I think he's kind of lost. He's not as good as he used to be. You I, think, mean, right. I think it's wrong. because he's done really? too much crap. Because he's 76 years old. He's fucking old and probably really tired. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. How you, yeah. yeah. That, that's a good point. I mean, I, I guess mean, the Academy, didn't, the, the yeah. foreign press didn't see it that way. I know. Um, the two popes, four nominations for those films. On the television side, um, Unbelievable and The Crown, both uh, tied. Crown's really turned, good. Yeah. Crown's both, really good. Yeah, they both tied Chernobyl on HBO is the most nominated. Also very Chernobyl. good. Chernobyl. Yeah. Chernobyl. It's the most mm. nominated. Is that Chernobyl? Yeah, that, yeah, that uh, like... That's, I believe it's pronounced Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah. He's nom- fucking with you. That's Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> the most <laughs> nominated shows of the year. Four nominations each. Oh. Um, so that that's pretty damn good. So... How did the Joker do? So, you want to know, the Joker did pretty well because the Joker is nominated for Best Motion Picture Drama. Oh, hell yeah. Along with The Irishman Marriage Story, 1917, Mm -hmm. The Two Popes, Actor in a Motion Picture, Big Nick, you'll be happy to know. Yes. That Joaquin Phoenix is nominated for The Joker. Oh, good. Along with Christian Bale, Ford vs. Ferrari. That was one of my favorite movies this year was Joker. Yep. I really liked it. Yeah. Antonio Banderas, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Oh, Antonio Banderas. Best oh, actor in a... M- oh, snacks available? Holiday snacks. Snacky snacks. And uh, in a motion picture drama, Best Actress, Cynthia Erivo, Harriet. Say that three times fast. Uh, Scarlett, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan, Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell. Is that, is that how you say your name? Yeah, Saoirse Ronan. Shorsh- I was pronouncing her name wrong for the like the longest time. Yeah. And when I saw her, I think I said Cerise. And I'm like, oh. It was like Miss oh, Ronan. Dude, <laughs> speaking of the Joker, did anybody see Jimmy Kimmel throw Joaquin Phoenix under the fucking bus on his what? show? Yep. No, what Wait, happened? what happened? Dude, uh, so he has Joaquin go for it, go on. Go for it. Yeah. And. Uh, they do the normal interview. I would say, like, it seemed a little bit tense for some reason. Like, you it's know, because like, Joaquin Phoenix hates Jimmy Kimmel. I, okay, I didn't know that, but you could yeah. tell because, okay. like, you know, how you're normally like trying to make the show work, right? Yep. Like, whatever, whatever question he asks him, he's sort of being combative about it, and whatever he answers, Kimmel's not like the two must not like each other. They so hate anyway, each other, yeah. they get to the end of the fucking video, wow, or the interview, this is crazy. And uh, Jimmy goes, I forgot how he got into it, but he goes, "So oh, funny, you should me- he mention the director? Because funny, yeah. you should mention the director." Because uh, he said there was a little bit of an issue on set, and, and we have a video. Do you want to roll that? And they roll this clip of Joaquin losing it on the DP. Yeah. So it's in the bathroom scene. He's all up close, and he's like, 
Wow. Fucking, can you guys like shut the fuck up? I'm trying to whatever. And then he starts talking about this rumor, and he goes, "By the way, I know you fucking started that share rumor about like you know whatever me being all queen and like whatever. She's a triple threat. I don't even." And he gets Jeez. quiet for a second. He's like, "Fuck you guys, I can't do this." And he gets up and he goes oh off. Oh my god! Yeah. And, then, no and then they bring the camera back to him. He's like, "So any words?" And you're just like, "Oh, you yeah. asshole!" So and like, he was like, "Wow, I'm really embarrassed. Yeah, that I should publicly apologize yeah. to the DP." Yeah, and he goes and he goes, "Uh, uh my uh, agent, I guess, will make." A, make a, an official statement tomorrow about that, yeah. but um, can we just move on like, now? Like it yeah. was fucking weird. It, and was, I, I, it was pretty fucking uh, awkward. Oh, I it was that. weird. Did you get Russell Crowe also or no? Because that sounds like a really oh dick move God. to be honest with you. It's on YouTube. Hold on, multiple people yeah. talking. Is Allie, what are you saying? Oh no, it's just like that's crazy. Like I'm surprised like I didn't see like oh, it was, like, it more was in the news weird. Yeah, it was. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Um, also nominated for best actress in a motion picture. Charlie's Theron for Bombshell and Renee's, she is a bombshell. And oh yeah, and Renee Zellweger Not for Judy. Monster. Uh-huh. Judy is the Judy Garland by yeah. Like, yeah. Um and best um, motion picture musical or comedy. So this is interesting because you have movies in here that are not I don't really think as comedies, but they're in this category for whatever reason. Let's hear it. One of them is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, it had, How's that coming? You want to know why? Because at the, in the in the last in the last five minutes of the movie, I was laughing my ass off because it led up to that fucking amazing punchline of all the things that happened in the house. I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But Bro, you know what? It's amazing. Oh my god! How have you? Oh my god, Martin! Dude, dude, it's dude, it's so wild. you got to watch. Watch. Actually a really I, I good love comedy out right now. Yeah. All I will say is that but it's a build up to a beautiful punchline. It's not one that's shown a lot of theaters because the controversy. Jojo Rabbit was really good. Jojo Rabbit fucking is nominated Jojo as well. Rabbit. Nominated. I love Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Except it's on PC now, so in most theaters and show, which I thought sucked. Would you be happy to know it is nominated? Yay, it's probably not going to win, but yay. Um, along with Knives Out from your boy, Ryan Johnson. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dolomite is my name. I haven't seen funny. it, but I hear it's good. Yeah, it's, it's, Ryan, quality. Ryan, it's quality. Ryan Johnson's local. He's from Silver Spring. No way, is he? Yeah, because yeah, I looked it up, yeah. If he still lives in Silver Spring, we should go egg his egg fucking house. <laughs> Throw tomatoes at him. Fucking <laughs> stick forks in his lawn, that son of a bitch. <laughs> and so a Rocket Man, the final film in that category. Of I still need music. to watch Rocket Man. I caught a little glimpse of it. How is that a comedy? Musical, musical and comedy. comedy. Musical yeah. or comedy. They, they lump them all together. How's a musical or a comedy? It should be musical and comedy. They should musical? be separate. Yeah, Because there's not enough musicals that come out that are yeah. good. Yeah, they got right they lump them all together. Frozen. Frozen's kind of a musical. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that's animated and Disney. Yeah. Well, there's an animated category. Now, <laughs> yeah, so. Disney should have its own game. Best Disney film. Best just, Disney film. Just lump all <laughs> over. Just have give it its own fucking category. Because <laughs> yep. every movie we have 14 Disney films you anyway. You know what the best animated films are? <laughs> Frozen 2. It's How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Fuck that, yes. I love the that. Lion right. King. It was so yep. good. Wait a second. Lion King wasn't an animated film. That was live action. So no, it was wasn't. That... They did not use real lions that talked. That <laughs> 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 shouldn't be considered <laughs> animated. <laughs> it's animated. There's, there, was, there was no people in it. <laughs> that should be the best CGI film. That's what it should be. <laughs> they used computers to animate those lions they to talk. They were not real lions. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story 4 also nominated. Oh, I love Toy Story. All oh, CG. Yeah. Hope you know that, Paul. Yeah, yeah. And Missing Link are the nominated. Films. The fuck is Missing Link? That's going to be the one that wins. Yeah. Sounds like the next Zelda game. There you go. <laughs> uh, best uh, motion picture, musical, comedy uh, actress: Anna de Armas, Knives Out, Aquafina, The Farewell, Kate Blanchett. She's funny. Yes. Yeah. Beanie Feldstein in Book Smart and Emma Thompson Late Night. 
Uh, best actor in a motion picture musical comedy, Daniel Craig, Knives Out. Roman Griffin Davis, Jojo Rabbit, Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's your winner right there. That's my winner. <coughs> Taron Egerton, Rocketman, and Eddie Murphy. No fuck you, man. I, I'd be okay Don't with it either Leo or Eddie Murphy winning because yes. I'm happy that Eddie Murphy's taking Thank the time you. out of his yeah. busy impregnating women schedule to like no. get back into it because he's got like tw- he's got like he's got like 20 kids. He can afford all of them. He's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, breast director, um, breast? Bong Joon-ho, you just said You just said breast director. Breast director. <laughs> That's a whole different category. <laughs> that is a very different category. Anyway, continue, sir. Uh, Sam Mendes, 1917, Todd Phillips, Joker. Dude, have you seen any, any of, like, the featurettes for 1917? I have not. It's, it's, it they, looks good. They filmed it as one long take. Okay. There are very few cuts in that movie, oh. and uh, the way oh. they filmed it, it's it's a long oh, take. Oh, Birdman movie. style. Yeah, straight up. Mm. Except it's World War One, so it's supposed to be really oh, fucking man. good. So I want to give it to Sam Mendes. That's my call. Awesome. Um, of course, Todd Phillips for the Joker, Martin Scorsese, yeah. the Irishman, and Quentin Tarantino. Once upon a time in Hollywood. The Tarantino. Any um, predictions on this one? This is a tough one. For me, it's either Sam Mendes or Tarantino. Okay. I haven't, se- I haven't seen the Irishman, but quite honestly, man, like I'm. Let I'm, me know what you think. If you're I'm a little Scorsese'd out, you know. If you watch, it's watch the Irishman, and if, if you change your mind, let me know. I'll let you know. Here's the thing: is yeah. it's, it's very Scorsese. It's same very, Scorsese very, very type yeah. of film, though. It's yeah. like really yeah. not anything yeah. new. It's just yeah. something that he's and done like, already. And, and the difference yeah. uh, here's the difference I'll say between Tarantino and Scorsese because they both have their own signature styles, is that. I feel like Scorsese is really kind of doing the same gangster movies. Uh-huh. No, he is. And it's Tarantino very much is is still, you know, he's finding different genres to make. Yeah, he's growing. Right. You know, he's still growing and evolving. And he puts We're twists on stuff because there's exactly. a big twist on a exactly. Once upon a so, time. So that's my stick with Scorsese. I'm sure The Irishman is a great movie because mm. he, it it's is. Scorsese. He makes right. good movies. Right. But he's still playing that same card, you know, where uh. you know, Tarantino shuffling the deck. Now, this is a surprising one. They consider Tom Hanks a supporting actor in Beautiful Day in a Neighborhood. Because supposedly... Because it's about the, yeah, it's uh, not about the reporter. Yeah, it's about the other guy. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's about the reporter. Yeah, the yeah. room got it. Yeah. Which yeah. I think <laughs> is, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yes, he's nominated for his role in that They should give it to him. Along with Anthony Hopkins and the two popes. Um, yeah. Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. And as you know, for supporting actors, they combine drama. Uh, how's yeah. Brad Pitt considered comedy? supporting actor? Because Leo was the protagonist. Leo was still kind of like the... They were like 50-50. We know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Brad, Brad was really fucking yeah. good. He's always he good. Great. I bet I, he smells like citrus. I've, sa- I've said on the program, for my money, I think he's, he's the best working As guy you know, right I, now. I work Brad with him Pitt's on the... Legit. Yeah, you did. The Jimmy Fallon How did he skit, smell? And I told him that I would well, I heard he him. just uses wipes. I heard he doesn't even take showers. That's that's what he said uh, yeah. on an interview, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't shower look, either. When you look like him... You don't have to shower in women's stuff. That's what was coming in here. musk. Uh, best actress supporting role in any Do motion picture. Do whatever Brad does. <laughs> Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell. Yep. Annette Benning, The Report, Laura Dern, Marriage Story. Jennifer Lopez, Hustlers. Go J Lo. Go J Lo. And my favorite, you guys know, is Margot Robbie. Yep. Nominated for. We know who Ball. you're voting for. Oh mm. yes, <laughs> that is Bo Show. Mm. Bo Show. Uh, best TV series drama. Big Little Lies, The Crown, Killing Eve, Life. Morning Show, and Succession. 
Nowhere on there is Game of Thrones. The crowd. Because it was a bad season. Yeah. It was a very bad There's season. There's only one Game of Thrones nomination or the Golden Globes. That's Kit Harington for um, Best Actor in a Drama Series. He's nominated. Oh, he deserves it. Because he had to act like he liked the last season. <laughs> <laughs> He's nominated along with Rami Malek or Mr. Robot. Tobias Menzies, uh, The Crown, Billy Porter Pose, and Brian Cox Succession. Huh. I, re- I think Rami Malek's got this one, man. Yeah, Mr. Know. Robot's good, man. Yeah. He's, he's, it is good. He's mm-hmm. proven his acting But I'm not sure he's Bohemian. what carries that show. The show is I, good. I think it's good yeah. writing, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. The show is really good. I'm not yeah. sure he is blow away, you know, amazing. And I mean, I like the guy, but right. yeah. Yeah, the writing of that show is phenomenal. The directing's phenomenal. Right. It's a t- tough one, tough one there. Um, yeah. Best actress in a television series drama, Jennifer Aniston. Morning show. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman, eh. The Crown. She's still got yes. it though, man. She's good looking. Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Yeah. Nicole Kidman, Big Little Lies, and Reese Witherspoon. Morning mm-hmm. show. Yeah. I'd give it to The Crown actress. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman. She's Nicole talented. Yeah. She's good really fucking talented. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the second season yet. It's so good. It's so good? It's not See, we're guys. We don't watch Big Little Lies. No, my, <laughs> husband, my husband watches Big Little Lies with me. That's and he loves he watches it. He watches it with you. No, no, but no, he likes like. What, do you really watch it by himself? He would. There's a lot of guys that like Big Little Lies. I think Big he's Little just Lies being nice. No, he does saying he likes it to keep you happy. Well, I like He's trying to hold his marriage together. Yeah. Best musical comedy TV series, Barry. On HBO, Barry's pretty good. Um, Fleabag I heard it was good. I've never it's saw it's it before. Good. Yeah, it's I haven't good. seen Fleabag yet, but Fleabag is Fleabag's good. legit. You have seen it. Yeah, it's really good. good. Yeah. Because I I've never excellent, heard of it. Excellent so writing. You know what it's like? It's like the marvelous Miss Maisel. It's really fast. Okay. Is she better than the robot that she played in Solo? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. She was the robot in Solo. Oh, okay. Marvelous Miss Maisel, as you mentioned, yes, also nominated along with Comincy Method and uh, also a the good Politician. Show. Oh, all th- all those are phenomenal. That's yeah. going to be a hard category because all those yeah. are fucking home runs. Got your work cut out for you, bro. And two more uh, categories to go through. Um, <clears throat> best actress in the television series uh, comedy, Christina Applegate for Who's Dead to Me. That was so good. She's so um, funny. Rachel Brosnahan, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, Kirsten Dunst on Becoming a God in Central Florida. She's Na- funny. I know, right? That's Natasha weird. Leone, um, Russian Doll, and Your Girl. Phoebe yep. Waller-Bridge, Fleabag. Yep. And best actor in a comedy, Michael Douglas, Kaminsky Method. Yeah, that, that's a great actor's show. Like, like actors will like it more than most. I think Kaminsky most people Method? like it. Yeah, really? but go. Yeah, it, it's the whole thing. Yeah, you. Re- any working actor will fucking love okay. the Kaminsky Method. Okay. It's, it's beautiful. And it's I funny. A lot, it of, a lot oh, of people. So say, good. A lot of people say that about Barry too, which Bill Hader is also nominated. Yeah, yeah. same concept. It, it's like yeah. actors talking about actors yeah. being actors. Yeah, it, it's exactly. all in industry. And like exactly. the inside Sounds jokes so are fucking hilarious. Like, oh, they're just so awesome. good. Awesome. Ben Platt, The Politicians, Paul Rudd, Living with Yourself, and Rami Youssef for Rami. I Those do like Paul actors, Rudd. Yeah. I love Paul Rudd. Everyone likes He's probably the most well-liked like the most guy. Yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody He's loves like the Mike Myers of yeah. the 2010. He can you do know. no wrong. He likes Mike Myers. He's not a, more, but he <laughs> used to. Um, and he hasn't <laughs> aged in 15 <laughs> years. He hasn't. Uh, Paul Rudd hasn't aged in 30 yeah. years. He right? likes, yeah. I love right. Paul Rudd. He looks 35 still, that son mm-hmm. of a bitch. Meryl Streep actually received her uh, breaking Golden Globe nomination, her 34th nod for... Her uh, role in Big Little Lies. She was her, really her, good her yeah. breaking golden gold. What's that? Her uh, 34th uh, nomination. Yes, oh, you, she held the record before breaking. that at 33. Yeah, yeah. she had 33. She broke her own record. She broke her own record. Whatever, Meryl. How many times did she win? 
Not That's much. A good question. She gets yeah. nominated a lot. This is about them. nominations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they love her to nominate her, but not to give her the award, right? She doesn't need it. <laughs> so a lot of uh, controversy was uh, all about when they see us being snubbed. Now this is the Ava DuVernay uh, limited series, which I thought was really good. Some good actors when they not see nominated uh, for limited series or any of the actors. I never even heard of it. So yeah, it's about the Central Park Five in 1989. Five uh, young black men who are wrongly accused of assault, a sexual assault of a jogger gotcha. in New York. And they're falsely accused. It took years until the real killer mm-hmm. confessed to the crimes. So it's just about that. Them paying the time for, for you know, being I falsely accused. I haven't seen it. But Very I powerful. I saw a screening <laughs> of the fourth. Episode. There's only four episodes. So it's a, it's a short series. Do you um, think that's so why? Because it's too short? No, that's almost like a mini series. If you think that's about. what a limited series that's qualifies mm-hmm. a limited really? series. The fourth episode was actually feature length. Oh wow! So huh. let me ask this: How many yeah. lawsuits were brought up about the real people depicted in that documentary? <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Well, they they stayed true to it, I guess. Yeah. Or no one cares. Yeah. I mean, that's a good. They also said that no women were yeah. recognized uh, for directing. <clears throat> um, I was which surprised is that none snub. of them got. Like not one of them, like look yeah. smart. Yeah, we're in the age of the woman. Women. I thought I thought the age of the woman, right? <laughs> we are. I mean, yeah, they're they're running the show right now. They are absolutely running the show. So but still, you don't want to get to the point where you just nominate somebody because they're a woman. You oh, want to nominate I'm, them on merit. Not, yeah, you know I'm not what saying I mean? we should just, be. Just I'm like saying, the yeah, African American thing a couple years pander. back. You know, where you like they, there wasn't an African American director and they made such a big deal about it, but you shouldn't just nominate somebody based on the ethnicity. Yeah, you know what I mean? It should be all, uh, 100% yeah. all merit. That, 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 that was the worth of the award. That was yeah. part of the, the problem with the casting of The Last Jedi, too. <laughs> like they went right down to PC guidelines. Like, all right, we have uh, women captains, lesbian women captains, lesbian <laughs> poly women captains, then we have all minority characters. <laughs> right. Where are we going to have the white male? Oh, yeah, the Empire. The Empire is entirely white British men. Yeah. They're still the bad. Guys, You're right. but You're the, right. seriously, like <laughs> go through go through the Rebel Alliance. It They're is a British. it is a minority poly lesbian like yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Dominic Dom Hall, what's his name? Uh, Dominic Hux, D- Gleason. Dom Hall Gleason. Dom Hall Gleason. Thank you. Yeah. There's another Brit. Yeah. Yep. Um, so probably yeah. smokes. This is yeah, a as a white male, your only short your only shot is at the Empire. That's the only <laughs> way you're gonna sneak into the <laughs> Star Wars universe now. Yep. If you so do a British a accent. I'm gonna be the random stormtrooper to get shot. So I think it's time to take a Christmas cut classic break, followed by an interview that I conducted at New York Comic Con. So let's go ahead and introduce the Christmas cut. Um, you know, Santa Baby is a really good song. This is a, uh, a fairly new version by the amazing Gwen Stefani of No Doubt. Okay. And of course, you know, coaches on The Voice. Yeah. Her take on Santa Baby I bet it's for hot. Christmas. She's right? a cute patootie, man. Followed by my interviews with the cast of CW's Charm, the reboot. Um, so we'll be back here on BTB. Is Allie sticking around? I don't know. I'm like, I'm like fading over here. Okay. I actually will have to depart, sir. You're going to depart? Uh, what? This is my first time oh, no in way. BTB history. I got to leave Wait, early. This is, a, this is the first uh, <laughs> I know. time. I know. I was saying by the way, this will be my first time too. So, yeah. Allie, did you 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 stay stick around for our amazing interview coming up? It's a good interview. Maybe. All right. Yeah. I guess we'll I find out who. We'll leaves. wake you up if you fall asleep. Yeah. All right. We'll I be back really here on BTB. Yeah.
Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Al Soto along with Anna Kuchma. We're here at the New York Comic Con in the press area. We just had a great roundtable interview with the cast of Nancy Drew, and now we're going to interview the cast of Charmed. Yay! Now we're going to find out a little bit more about them. All right. Guys, we're here with the stars of Charmed. We have Rupert and we have Madeline. We're so excited for season two. First off, give us a little bit, a little taste of what we can expect in season two of Charmed. So, season two of Charmed, well, it's a kind of, um, it's a whole different beast to season one. It's a serialized kind of uh, season. So, we have a central story that goes throughout. So, we don't really have, like, individual stories per episode. It's kind of, you know, you have to kind of follow the story throughout, which I'm really excited about. And it's kind of, we delve much deeper into, I think, uh, relationships of the the Charmed ones and Harry. Um, They're white lighter. And the origin of white lighters and where that comes from. It's oh, a darker, edgier, you know, sort of sexier kind of, Sexy you know, yeah, it's much, 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 it's very different. It's a really, it's a real different show release really, season one. And we're hoping to sort of really surprise fans um, taking it to a darker and more interesting level. All right. And what can we say about your storyline arc in season two? Um, it's interesting because for the sisters, we've, we've sort of had to take up the mantle that the elders have left uh, and we all have different approaches to how you know how much we want to be involved um and we've been saying seven minutes into the first episode something happens which kind of tips the whole world on its head and we uh the the world as we knew it is no more so everything from that point is is totally different so i I don't want to spoil anything but uh i'd say it's a much more like rupert said it it is darker and hopefully it will have a gravity that people can really invest in across the episodes as as opposed to it being like oh you know that demon's gone this week and we've got a new one this week you know we've got kind Mm -hmm. of uh baddies as as you were that that stay with us and kind of mess with us for longer which i think is more interesting so hopefully people can be excited to tune in every week so baddies that is So if you had your lots of baddies, it's <laughs> <laughs> a very British thing to say. <laughs> I love it, and you're both Brits, which is great. So, baddies, if, I love it. so if you had your abilities in real life, what would you use your abilities for? Your healing abilities, I guess. Oh, what I see. What well, like, in real life? Yes. <clears throat> what would you use it for? God. Uh, well, oh, did, I would orb and heal sort of people, I suppose. <laughs> I'd be a kind of like a male Mother Teresa. Ah, oh, I love that. Maybe. All right. No, I don't know what I'd do. God, I would orb in places that I went, you know. The White House, for a start off. Let's find out. <laughs> let's find out the truth about that. You know. I love that. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. You know, lots okay. of uh, yeah, yeah. I'd all uh, yeah all over the place and heal lots of 
Uh, yeah. And how about you? Uh, would you tell? Would you? Would you telekinesis powers? What would you? Uh, what would you like to do in real life? Huh, interesting. <laughs> um, in real life, well, I've said for a while now, and I stand by it, that I would mm-hmm. nudge inappropriately parked cars, because sometimes <laughs> there is there is the space to go in, but you just somebody's parked like a inconsiderate piece of. Poop. It just shifted a little bit. Uh, right? Yeah, if I could just nudge it, then I can get in. So that's yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. And since we're at Comic Con, your favorite fandoms for both of you, besides Charmed, of course. Well. Um, you know, I'm excited to see um, Batwoman. Um, nice. I, you know, I, I, um, I've just done a film called The Dorman with Ruby Rose, so oh, I'm looking forward to seeing her as that, and we were chatting about that when we were working together, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And and what else? Uh, you know, I, the old, I suppose the old um, show, uh, ask Madeline, uh, let me think. <laughs> and Madeline, what are your favorite fandoms? My favorite fandoms? I mean, I don't know if I'm a part of any. The closest one I am to being a part of is probably Harry Potter. Love it. Uh, Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin. Awesome. I didn't even do that on purpose, but yeah. Awesome. It's just in, in my blood, I guess. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thanks so much for talking. Oh, yes, you got something else. Please. I got something else. I bumped into Doug Jones at breakfast Doug today. Doug Jones. And who's in Star Trek. Yes. And Doug and I worked uh, together in like... 2004 uh, uh, on Hellboy so we were reminiscing uh, this morning over breakfast about Ron Perlman and the original uh, Guillermo del Toro Hellboy Mm. we did together so that's also one of my favourite Comic Con things is trying to see the odd Hellboy fan uh, that keeps uh, poking their head up maybe you can come back for another iteration of Hellboy since the last one eh, maybe not did so well yeah (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to touch that well it's kind of tough isn't it Um, I know yeah the new one didn't I don't think the fans kind of enjoyed it as much perhaps is that fair to say that's very fair okay Um, you know it's tough you know it's tough making Hellboy movies and um, I thought everyone did really well but yeah I miss Ron and uh, and and Doug you know they were yeah they'll be greatly missed but we, we I saw them today so yeah awesome well, thanks so much for talking to us here on Below the Belt Show, and have fun at Comic-Con. Thank you very much. Thanks. Right. Thanks for having Thank us. <laughs> Rupert and Madeline, guys, of Charmed. Guys, we are here with the cast of Charmed, the stars yes. of Charmed. We have Melanie Diaz, and we have Sarah Jeffrey. Uh, yes. First of all, are you excited to be here at New York Comic-Con? Yeah, I am. I'm excited to be in New York City. Right? It's always great. Yep. Yep, I love New York. It's its own character, so it's always yeah, nice to be here. And I gotta say, perfect casting with you two as sisters, because you actually oh, look you. like sisters. Do you I, get that a lot? I agree. Yeah, yeah, we definitely <laughs> do. We've had, like, I'll get tagged in her paparazzi photos, and she'll get tagged in mine. <laughs> Does it happen yeah. Really? yeah, it has happened. Hey, there was, like, a set, like, a guy who takes, like, or set photos, and, like, I, there was a picture of Sarah, and I was like, I thought that was me. Yeah. It was really weird, even. Yeah. I'm missing myself for Sarah sometimes. Yeah, so definitely photos. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So what can the fans expect for season? Two of Charmed, please. Oh, um, well, I would say that it's darker for sure. Um, edgier. We dive into more of like the demon world, and um, it's. I've seen the first episode, and I think it's cinematically very well done. Um, and yeah, you get you get to know the characters as individuals a little more. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's just. I think the whole season as a as a whole, like I think the first one, we like built up their them learning about their powers and their like their like, dynamics between each other, and now they're kind of just in a new world like Seattle, and like they're just figuring it out of what it means to like interact with like normal people and not just like demons. So I asked um, Rupert and um, Malin earlier if you had your powers, your abilities in real life, what would you like to use it for? Oh, oh, you mean my individual power? Yes, yeah, like so you have. You have an empath. You have I don't empathic want that power. power. You don't want that power. I don't want that power. <laughs> I think that would be a horrible power if I'm being honest. Reading people's I don't minds. Read people's and... minds. I'm like, I don't want to know what they're thinking about me. So I, 
I would love to be able to teleport. That's that's okay. that. And with your stopping time power, what would you I like to use that for? I've learned to really love it. I yes. I don't know. I would like stop time and, and take naps. And, yes, um, I like that. Just. I don't know. Go on vacation <laughs> for like a week, and nobody would know. We come back, and it'd be great. So, um, if you were to choose an original Charm character to be a guest star uh, on the on your iteration of Charm, who would you like to choose, and why? Oh, like from the original. From the original Charm, yeah, Alyssa Milano, Holly Marie Combs. You know what? I don't really know them that well, so I don't know. But so you have not watched the original Charm? Okay. No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay, okay. No, I don't okay. know them as individuals. Like as people, um, uh-huh. I mean, I would love to have who, <laughs> I would love to have whoever. It would be cool to have some of that world brought into this one, but yeah, right. I, I wouldn't pick one. So okay, yeah. maybe. I randomly saw that like John Cho was a guest star, and like yes. in the first season, and I was like, can we have John Cho be on our show? Like he's amazing. Uh, he was a great guest star. That was awesome. to come back on our show. Yeah. <laughs> How about maybe Jennifer Lopez guest starring? I know you work very closely oh, with her, right? Yeah, no, I, I thought you said. <laughs> From the original. Oh, no, no, well, well the, this is uh, going oh, a new another, no, new, a new thought. Well, that was, yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to work with her again. Very fun. Yeah, that must have been a cool experience working right here in New York on Shades of Blue, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I learned uh, to love the city. It was a great home for three years, and yeah. she's a very inspiring lady. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us yeah. both, uh, both of you on Below the Belt Show. If you could let us know who you are, your character from Charmed, and let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. Okay. Hi, my name is Melanie Diaz. I play Mel Vera, and we are on the Below the Belt. Okay. Hey, I'm Sarah Jeffrey. I play Maggie Vera, and we are on Below the Belt. All right. All right. We welcome on Below the Belt Show actress extraordinaire. You could actually catch her in theaters now in the amazing Stephen King horror thriller film Dr. Sleep. She's also an accomplished singer. She's got an amazing track called Castles, which is so rad. We're so happy to welcome on Below the Belt Show, Emily Allen Lind. What's up, Emily? Hi, how are you? Good to have you on Below the Belt Show. Happy to be here. You're on the line with myself, Al Soto. We have my co-host panel includes the wonderful Ali Dash. Hello, Emily. Martin Lopez and Hello. Darth Paul Wallace. Hi, I am a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, (laughs) I love it. I love it. Before we go into everything amazing with your music, I got to say Dr. Sleep was freaking fantastic. Emily, I loved uh, the film and I loved your performance. If you could tell us about how you got involved in that film. Well, I, uh, I mean, I was always a huge Shining fan uh, since I was a little kid. It was actually the first horror movie I ever watched. Um, so it was, it was pretty crazy when I, when I got a meeting to, uh, to talk with Mike about the project. Um, I, uh, I read the script, and I was absolutely obsessed with it right off the bat because, honestly, I know you've seen the film, and whoever has seen the film uh, and you know, whoever appreciates the film realizes that it's a total separate entity from The Shining and it's a, from, Kubrick's, from Kubrick's film and then also from Stephen King's book because it's a whole nother, you know, it's a whole nother book, it's a whole nother world. Um, and when I saw how Mike, Mike actually, the director, wrote the screenplay as well and how he kind of incorporated The Shining world as well as Stephen King's world in Doctor Sleep as well as his own sort of spin off the whole tale, I was totally enthralled, and I was, 
you know, so excited and I, I, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, anything that Stephen King does, obviously, it's like going to be great. But just having Mike's vision, um, bringing the, the words to life, I, you know, I couldn't have asked for anything better. And I got to throw out Mike is an incredible uh, director, actually, <laughs> believe it or not, worked with him on one of his films uh, as a student at Towson University. Which is called no Still way. Life, yes. Which is crazy, and look at him now, wow. which is amazing. Now he's directing you. He directed me, and now he's directing you, which is cr- crazy. And I, that's and amazing. A, the I the parallel of that, it's amazing. What were your yeah, thoughts? The on? only difference is that you got paid, and, and Al didn't <laughs> <laughs> at all. Like you, you got an awful lot of money and success when he directed you, right. and I Al got a grade. I got a, <laughs> I got a slice of pizza and, and a, and a lot of grade. But pretty much the same thing. Yeah, pretty, pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. <laughs> how was Mike's directing? I mean, I know how his directing style was back then, but how was Mike's directing style? Um, he's, I mean, he's probably one of my favorite directors I've ever worked with. And I've been, you know, working since I was three years old. Um, the reason being is because it's really hard in this industry to sort of have creative um, input because a lot of times the heads, the directors, the producers, they have a lot of, they're very power hungry in this industry and they want everything to be exactly how they say, even if it's not uh, the best way, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's really hard to find people that are into collaborating. You know, I, I've always looked at art as a collaboration um, and that's, what really, that's why I thrive in doing what I do. And when I, uh, when I first got to set on the first day and I was doing wardrobe fittings and hair and makeup fittings and stuff like that to, to hone Snake Bite Andy's look, um, Mike was, I mean, all of the, you know, hair and makeup and everyone, they had such an input um, and they had such a creative outlook on the entire film and, and you could tell that they really cared and they had a decision um, and I appreciated that so much. And when people say like how Mike just creates such brilliant things, it's, I think one of the big reasons is because he actually uses the same crew and a lot of the same actors over yes. and over again. Yes. Yes. And the reason for that is because, you know, you walk onto set and it's not like you're just meeting a bunch of strangers. They don't have to learn, um, how you work. They don't have to learn, you know what I mean? It's just, it's natural. And so, you know, when uh, when I got on the set, it was just like a big family. And it's really beautiful to see when you give people the opportunity to do their job, what they're best at doing, um, and the creative opportunity, you just you get such a masterpiece, you know. Because if you have 100 people and each of them are the best at what they do and you give them that room to play around you're just going to get the best of everything you can't you're not not one person is the best of everything you know and that's the issue with hollywood all the time just power hungry people that think that they know everything when that's really not what art is you know yeah question for you on that were there other times where you felt like you fought for that type of independence and were sort of stamped down or was it just that on previous projects uh, it was sort of known that that's, that just wasn't going to happen, that you're going to stick to the script and do as the director said. I've been really lucky in my career. Um, I, Since I was a little kid, the first movie I ever did was Enter the Void, Gaspar Noe um, film, uh, if you've heard of it. And uh, it was this very, and it was this, you know, film festival. I mean, now it's more like a cult classic, but I remember I sort of went into it. I think I was five, so I was five years old or I turned five on the movie or something. 
And uh, I've always been, I've, I had an older sister, you know, and my mom, well, backstory, my older sister is an actress, my younger sister is an actress, right. my mom's an actress, Natalie and my dad's a producer. Oh, man. Yes. So we're all in it, and it's all I've ever known. And so, you know, growing up, uh, I just go to set with my mom, and then my sister got into my older sister, so I was like, I want to do this. And so I was very comfortable with the whole idea of, you know, being around adults and doing this whole, uh, this, this, this big world of, of movies and television and, and, and you know, entertainment. And, uh, and so when I did Enter the Void, I was just so ready to, you know, hone this character and I knew exactly what was going on and I was super into it. Like I, I literally remember <laughs> yeah, really it cool. was like super late one night on a night shoot and they were trying to wrap me cause it was like 3am and it was cold and we just had a car crash scene and I was like oh, five years old and they were trying to wrap me for the child labor laws. And I was like, no, yep. we need to finish this. <laughs> I was so into it. That's awesome. That Screw the child know, labor laws. <laughs> the rest of you, the rest you need to I sack up. We need this in the can. Get this done. Um, That's awesome. And, you know, I've been really lucky because after that, uh, it, it got me a lot of opportunities uh, where I wasn't doing, you know, roles where uh, I wasn't doing anything I didn't want to do. Right. And so before I ever really cool. to do a project, I would always have to feel that I had the creative juices flowing with uh, the people involved before I would sign on to something. And that started happening since I was, you know, five years old. So I've been really lucky. Um, because I was able to, a lot of my career, choose who I'm going to work with. Um, a lot of times when you're an actor, you don't really get to choose. You take work as it yeah. comes. But yes. so I, does, I was, yeah. Does, I was that, does that mean that. you did not have to audition for Dr. Sleep? Uh, I did a tape. Um, I sent a tape in. I okay. was working or something, and uh, and that was it. So oh, okay, cool. That's pretty cool. Some, yeah. But so. knowing Mike prior, definitely... Uh, Definitely helped, like you said, the whole <laughs> family aspect. Yeah, yeah. I love exactly. it. I mean, I've never, I didn't know him prior to that. I, I, I never worked with Mike before. Oh, you had never, okay. Well, no, no, I no, I was just talking, what I meant with by prior is like, there, a lot of the crew and ca uh, cast were the same from his other right. projects. I was actually one of the only new ones in the in the family. Um, it was me, Rebecca, uh, you and, me and Rebecca and you and, um, and like, Oh, Don, I don't think had worked with him yet either. Okay, got but it, got that it. was basically it. Like, everyone else in the True Knot was, one of them was Mike's brother, um, actually, and uh, the rest he had already worked on Hill House with and, and multiple other projects. Right. So, Hill yeah. House is so good, too. Any hazing? Yes. Any, any hazing being the new kid <laughs> on the block? <laughs> did, do you know if there were hazing? Well, yeah, was there any hazing? Did, did, did they give you a hard time oh, sorry, being new? I can't really hear you. You're a little quiet. Say that again? Uh, was there any hazing? Did you have a? Did they give you a hard time being the new kid on the block? Oh, I know, right? Yeah, I had to do a uh, had to do a ritual to get into the to get into the family. No, they were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, we don't speak of that. Um, you know, I that scene was real. You know, it's it's uh, it was it's weird because if you when you walk into something that's already been a thing before you get a little nervous you know yeah. and it's like i don't want to i'm the new kid on the block and i was also so much younger than all of them right um by years and years and years but it, they i walked in and it, it was just like there was the first day you know we it was interesting uh we the first day that we were shoot uh, we were doing pre-production when i met everyone when i met rebecca and all the true not 
we were working with this movement coach who uh, who worked on multiple multiple movies. Um, uh, I'm forgetting. The, uh, he worked on I think well, Planet of the Apes, nice. and you know it's, oh, these, cool. these characters. It's true not. They're all about movement, right? Because it's almost like they're they're vampires. You know, they're yep. they're very they're, they're thousands of years old, and they're you know yeah, they, they're living off steam. They're they're uh, they're extra you know yeah. they're not they're not human. Um, so the movement was very important. The small gestures and, and whatnot and so uh it was funny the first day we we met each other we were in this room and we had to uh basically go nose to nose with each other in, in groups and twos and twos and twos and look at each other in the eyes and not break a smile uh oh, that's always <laughs> tough isn't it i probably would have busted up laughing <laughs> i know uh, yeah we had to look at each other very sensually uh in the eyes <laughs> and, you know, like you're going to just jump on them and make out with them, but you're not. And just Actually, Al, we had to do up. something similar on air show. Oh, Servant on Apple <laughs> TV. You can check myself and Paul. Uh, staring down um, with a smoldering gaze, with a g- smoldering gaze, <laughs> a Nell Tiger Freeze character. Um, but anyway, no, I had to give her a hug. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so. Wow, Snake by Andy. Wow, what a crazy character. I guess we could talk a little bit of spoilery stuff on Dr. Sleep if we can. For those yeah. of, for uh, listeners that haven't seen the movie, you don't want to know. We're, we're going to talk about some spoilery things. Okay, so, so I wanted to know what made the true knot not sacrifice you and take you into their fold as, as they did, unfortunately, with base, the baseball player kid. I was curious yeah. on that. So I think that, you know, you see the the opening scene where you first meet Snake Bite, um, and Rebecca's character Rose. Yes. Being you know this, if you, when you're there in the theater, Crow sort of like has been I guess following me because they didn't know if they were going to kill her or if they were going to recruit her. Right. And they see they see how um, absolutely evil she is, um, and and how uh, strategically uh, sly she is, and um, you know. I think Rose hears about her past and realizes that she can sort of uh, manipulate her into being exactly what she she wants her to be. I think the other thing is that she's young. Uh, she's a young female, and I think that you know when you or you're going hunting uh, for children or whatever you're doing, if they're trying to kill someone, the last person that you would expect would be you know a young 15 year old blonde girl. Um, and that's why she was able to, you know, her whole story where she was, she would get pedophiles and bring them places because, and then kill them because they would never expect, you know, their their guard is completely down. There you but, go. Uh, yeah. that's, that's the cool part about Snakebite, and that's why I was so interested about it in it because it wasn't it wasn't the look, it was one hundred percent the you know the inside of her. What is this girl's past? It's way darker. It's way it's way bigger than than anything else, you know. It's so strong, um, and I think that she saw that. And yeah, even of, your last uh, scene, I mean, that was like kind of yeah too. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It was like it's mm-hmm. like these characters they can't there can't ever you can't feel bad for these characters, you know, which is hard because a lot of times even with you know people 
villains, you you feel bad for them, right? It's like right. see their side of it. Yeah, I play a villain a lot now. I get killed a lot, so I know I know exactly what. Yeah, I mean. I'm usually a bad guy as well, so I'm, <laughs> I feel you. <yeah. laughs> it's, it's it's interesting. It's it's a hard it's a hard task to to just be fucking hated. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no, I, I, no, nothing. I gotta admit, I think sacrificing the young baseball player boy was necessary uh, for us to hate the true knot so much. Yeah. It was so necessary. Um, although I was hoping the boy would, would somehow survive when he was uh, Yeah, but you forgot about that poor little girl at the beginning of the movie. We did, but we didn't <laughs> see her get killed. So that's, we, 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 okay. we yeah, needed to see, <laughs> yeah, we need to see that evilness okay. of the true knot cults. And that's where we were cheering for Abra and cheering for Dan at the end. So. You needed that. I think that a lot of people were upset about that scene. Yeah, um, but it was. honestly, you know, there's a there was obviously discussion about it. You know, they actually took out a lot of the, the bad um, stuff. They cut it down a lot uh, from the first draft I saw of the movie. But it was needed because you know you see this cult. They're very sexy. They're very beautiful. They're very you know, they're hippies. They're like vagabond psychics. <laughs> right, um, right. And they're, like, they're yeah, gorgeous. Absolutely. They're fun to look at and you want to see more. Yep. And it would be so easy to fall down the rabbit hole of, you know, wanting their story or wanting the, it to work out or not wanting them to die because it's such an appealing thing to look at. So you need that, you need that turn, you know, or the characters are, you don't know if they're going to be rooting for the people that we want them to be rooting for. Right. Um, you just want and to be I think dark. that that definitely works. It works. I think it it definitely worked. I think that everyone hated the true knot after that. So. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I mean, art's supposed to push you to uncomfortable places anyway, right? Otherwise, what's the point yeah, if no. it doesn't get you like outside <laughs> of the box? Was there uh, was there anything else in your career that that you know did that for you that you felt like you had to stretch to uh, embody, or you, you you felt was a little bit outside the box? I mean, I tried to for every single film or any single production that I sign on to. Um, I like pushing myself outside of the box. I, I, I feel that minuscule or uh, characters, um, basic characters, something that I don't have to really push myself towards is definitely not intriguing to me. Um, that's sort of like the love I have for film is just, um, I guess, sort of becoming something else, right? Um, oh, interesting. I think that, uh, you know, the fir- I mean, the first film I ever did back to Enter the Void um, it's this terrible story of these two adults, these, I mean, these two kids that their parents die in a car crash and then they fall in love with each other, the brother and the sister, basically, and they do a blood pack and then this, I'm getting get taken away and I'm put in foster care and it's this whole emotional ride. And I was five. I need to check that movie like, out. It's the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a great film. But I just, um, I've actually, in a weird way, I think I'm more comfortable doing things that push myself mm-hmm. than doing things that don't. Not comfortable in the sense of bored, but comfortable in the sense of comfortable and happy and content mm-hmm. with doing things that push the borders, you know? Okay. Totally. Uh, and, and now uh, your music. Uh, I actually, Are we going to shift to music? Because I do have one more question. I was going to sh- okay. no, get to the music. Yeah. Okay. I had more acting questions okay. too, but fine, fine. Let's do what <laughs> you want to do. Okay. <laughs> one more acting question. Who would in a fight, Snakebite Andy or Lauren Strucker from The Gifted? 
Uh, snake bite. Come okay. on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, just because I. Uh, you know what? That's hard. That's hard. Well, couldn't you right, just no backsies? No backsies. You made a call. And you know, guys, I mean, Lauren is is uh, Emily's sister. Uh, <laughs> Natalie yeah. Allen Lind. <laughs> Who would win in a fight in real life? Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, you never have fought. Well, did she fight yes. dirty? <laughs> but Natalie, I would not. I would not fuck with Natalie. She, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's always protected me. You know, I'm never. I can walk down downtown LA and not be scared. She is. She's a. She's strong. Like, I would not. Fuck she with like Natalie. a pit bull. So, Fierce. Well, she's she wasn't like, the gift. Yeah, you, she's strong. I mean, you see that. It comes out in The Gifted, you know what I mean? And like, she's great in the Goldbergs, strong. by the way. She's absolutely, yeah, she's absolutely fucking gorgeous, but she's also absolutely terrifying. <laughs> 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 you don't want to get in a fight with her. No. <laughs> Is she your mentor, Emily? Would you, was that safe to say that she's taught you a lot? No, I think, I mean, yes, she's taught me a lot in in the sense of, you know, being my older sister and then life lessons and stuff. We learn yeah. from each other, I think, equally for acting we're very different we're very different in the types of acting we do i mean we're we 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 like different things a lot of the times which is actually really helpful because there's never been any jealousy or uh you know anything like that but we we help each other you know we i know one thing and she knows another thing um and so it's sort of a collaboration in that sense um but i'm i'm very 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 proud of her and uh and yeah she's uh yeah, she's loving my life. I love her so much. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's Have you two so, acted yeah. in something together yet? We did this one film. <laughs> we did two films together, actually. We did one film when we were, uh, right after did End of the Voice, it was when I was like six years old, uh, we did this movie called Blood Then Sign My Name uh, together, very, very young. Um, and then we did this little movie, uh, Brian Bernardino did this movie called um, Mockingbird, and we were both in that. Um, and we were actually going to do this show uh, called Sacred Lies together that's about to be out, but then scheduling conflicts happened, and she just booked her new show and everything, uh, where we were going to be sisters, but uh, I'm sure that, you know, the future the future will uh, hold some, some opportunities there. I think it'd be really fun. Awesome, awesome. So you want to shift the music now, Paul? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I was actually driving right. back from set. Uh, well, not from set today, but I've been, been up in Cleveland for the last three days. Yeah, working with Tom so Holland, like, right? Yeah, that's yeah. like a seven-hour drive. So I actually listened to your album. It was pretty good. Uh, Centralia. Thank you. And the funny thing is I actually yeah. drove past Centralia to get up there. Oh, wow. But, I mean, oh, wow. It, that's but so like metal. Kind of, um, the vibe is like kind of like a Nirvana type of Really? Meets hip hop type of vibe. Am I right about? Is that yeah. one of your influences by chance, or? Yeah, um, I mean, first and foremost, I'll say that Centralia is the standing name right now. It might change. Um, we're just we're. I mean, I'm all over the place with a weird artist. I'm just constantly. Well, I'm uh, the same way. I, as I said, I'm just one thing and then saying another. Right. But yeah, I guess I mean Centralia is a really cool name. It, it might be that. That might be an EP name. I'm I'm not sure yet. But anyway, yeah. So the the, the whole album, um, or what we have so far. Uh, or what you've listened to, I guess, is uh, there's a lot of different influences in it. Um, I I like to say that genre is sort of dead, um, and I don't really like to uh, is genre genreize or word right. probably not. Yeah. Um, the music anymore, and that's the cool thing about this generation, to me at least, is that you know you see all these really cool young people creating music. Like uh, Billie Eilish. It doesn't really. Yeah. yeah it doesn't really. Uh, it doesn't really. Uh, 
have a genre. It doesn't really have to fit into that, that, the, That's the best way to be, because when I did the music thing, I mean, I just kind of went with kind of metal, some... Uh, because I use the same type of influences, like Nirvana, Metallica, a bunch of like old hard rock. I mean, some ACDC thrown in there. Well, I'm reading your influences are Leonard Cohen, Nico, Bob Dylan, Elliot Smith, Bon, uh, bon Iver, oh. and Kendrick Lamar. Leonard Cohen is the shit. Yeah, exactly. So if you see that, like, well, you know, it's interesting. So basically, um, <laughs> Leonard Cohen has always been my influence. Yeah, you better uh, have good lyrics if he's your influence. Life, uh, I believe that he's like the best uh, songwriter yeah. in the entire universe. Um, and I, I sort of got into music because I I was into poetry and I was into reading uh, from a really like, young age. And I really, you know, I, I there's this what's it called? It's called a um, an ode, which is the meaning to, to an ode is a, uh-huh. a poem uh, set to yep. uh, music. And so that was always my my goal was to you know be able to kind of condense how I felt into a song behind music because, you know, it's very visual that way. Yeah, a lot of um, it was pretty dark. that way people What? Yeah. Well, you had a dark theme? Yeah, I thought I had a kind of a dark theme to it. Am I right or wrong about that? Or is it just... Um, which one? Um, the, well, the castle sounded really dark, but I mean... But I mean, some of the other songs had some darkness to them, too, and some of them... Were... I think that, yeah, it's, it's interesting. As an artist, I feel that, you know... You, I find myself writing the most at times of sadness and, and grief and such. Um, I think that personally, we tend to focus on that stuff too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're sort right. Of money, all the all the all the good things that are happening in the process. So my goal has to be, has been to sort of write when I'm feeling happy as well. It's a little harder, I think. It's uh, there, uh, music has always been a, a coping mechanism or an outlet for me. Right. So um, I think that a lot of times I will write and people will uh, listen. The, bad, the best songs I've ever written were of times when I was sad. Mm-hmm. And that's just the truth. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if that will change, but the thing about it is, is like I, I've been trying to put some layers into it. It's interesting to hear when people say that um, the Castles is, is a darker song because some people say that and some people don't. When I was writing Castles, I think that, the, that there was, it was in a time in my life where uh, things weren't going perfectly, and I was, you know, kind of on the down downside or whatever. And so I, uh, I wanted to write a song that was more like a "fuck you," I, you know, I'm going to get through this. You know, I, I don't, I'm going to let go of all my problems. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of got that impression from it. First yeah, of all, your voice, so your voice is amazing. Thank you. That's very, really very good singer. So, are you are you at this point? You want to balance both, or is is acting overwhelming the the music side of the career? Or, I mean, obviously, it's you know a lot of people are successful in balancing both. Which way do you see it? I mean, it? I think the album's really good. Yeah, your voice is fantastic. Yeah, I I uh, I think that I am definitely focused on both right now. Great. I I uh, I've always said that. I'm never going to push anything that I do, um, and I, I want, if it feels right in the moment to go into the studio to write, to, to create a song, <laughs> to work on music, then that's what I do, and then if it feels right to take a break, I do, and, you know, if I want to stop, if I don't want to do uh, a movie and I want to focus on music, um, I do, and that's, I mean, I'm very lucky to have that those opportunities. Yeah. Um, I've worked very hard to get to that place, but I think that uh, 
right now I'm I've found such a harmonious harmonious a perfect balance um, between the both of them. Um, which I'm very lucky. I have to. I, it's probably because of the producers I work with, Kojak and and Jerry. Um, there's um, artist center cool Kojak and his himself. Um, they are the best. It's the coolest thing about being not being on a label. I think mm-hmm. not being stuck to anything or contract right. or anything is that it's, it's there's no pressure, and so they're totally. Um, down when yeah, I you're definitely right about that because I mean, when a label comes in, they change your music, they make you sing what they want you to sing. It <laughs> they just might, sucks. They might package yeah, you in a certain way. A, yeah, they give you a time. It's mostly about the timeline. I think that yeah. you know, I'm not worried about the timeline here. I'm worried about putting out the best stuff possible and stuff yes, that feels absolutely. genuine to me. So it's like they give me Kojak and um, and Jerry. They give me the the time and space to do that. And oh, that's it's awesome. whenever I'm feeling creative is when you know it, it works out and I'm, I'm very lucky now do you do any touring at all because i mean when i used to tour i mean it kind of sucks some places but i mean you just could kind of go out there and try to get fans into your music i mean i don't know if you've ever tr- tried that yet or not or are you just doing mainly studio stuff yeah i think i think that i will definitely start doing shows um when the album is released um i i've always liked performing um I've always liked going. I have a lot of friends in in, in the whole indie world, um, and they they're constantly doing shows. And I always love to to go to those and you know um, punk shows. And uh, it's, it's it's an interesting thing. It's sort nice. of bringing well, a yeah, one good to one good local club around here is uh, the Chameleon Club. I mean, it's not near Baltimore, but it's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I've done some yeah. performances there, and it's it's like a small like closed club it's not like a giant i've been venue. there it's about the size of the viper yes. room on sunset yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not very it's big but it's, yeah, it's a good intimate uh <clears throat> right right right, venue. right the viper room's really cool i think that i think that the smaller the better yeah um, yeah I, I know a lot of you know a lot of big artists say that too they're they always like playing for smaller venues cafe hotel their music is more appreciated um see i've never my, been to LA, so yeah my creative director Hoff, um, he's a genius, but he creates created this festival called Forum. Um, if you've ever heard of it, it's in Arcosanti, in I think it's every May, um, and basically it's a capacity of about two thousand people, and it's on this it's in this really really cool um, structure. Uh, it was called Arcosanti. This this guy this uh, created it. It's Basically, it was abandoned, but it's like this community up there, cool. basically in the desert. Awesome. And it's only 2,000 people. So, you know, these and there's a lot of space. And these artists, these really big artists, it was um, Florence Machine played last year. Oh, awesome. And what you see when you're, when you're there is, you know, these not many people, the people that are there appreciate it so much. That is it like invite only there. or something like that? Or is it just kind of like... They're did... sitting there and they're listening to the music and they're appreciating it. They're not on their phones. Oh, that's cool. There and that's I think that's the, an artist's biggest dream is to you know be appreciated, you know, it's, right it's beautiful. So I, 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 I that would be my goal. To awesome. Do, to do small venues. Well, people I, that really want to hear it. Looking at your IMDb, you have a show called Sacred Lies. That's uh, <laughs> yes. That's your next present. Your next big project. You're working with Juliette Lewis and. Kimiko Glenn, Katrina Law, some great actors associated with this. Yeah, no, that one's uh, that one's coming out in a couple months. Nice. Um, 
I've been asked not to share the uh, premiere date for that yet. But ah. that, was, that was really cool. I, uh, it was actually interesting. I, I, I was saying in that show, um, I was sort of a hippie girl who lived in the woods with her sister and we we, we were we were one that sounds like my old show the outsiders well that's show that sounds just like dr sleep <laughs> well, it sounds like the outsiders uh, yeah too. i know i keep on ending up in the woods um yeah it does right yeah i so yeah that's my uh that's that's the next one that's coming out and i just finished um i just finished the babysitter 2 which is a sequel to the netflix movie i did a couple of years ago called the babysitter just sort of a cult classic now as well. That's cool. um, nice. And that was really fun. That's, that's going to be fucking crazy. Awesome. Uh, that'll be out. That'll be out. I love probably, it. Uh, I love summertime it. 2020. So, I love yeah. it. I feel free to throw out the F-bomb. We love it on here on Blue the Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an adult audience. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's great. It's great. Because I wasn't sure. Am I going to get a bunch of bleeps? We, we, oh, no, we, we don't have any bleep. <laughs> no, you're we, good. Uh, we're after 10. We, we say were, whatever you want. We were concerned we didn't want to throw the F-bomb to you if you're <laughs> under 18. <laughs> That's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Al was concerned. I have no manners. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> but, so, but, but Al's a nice guy. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, Emily, you're amazing. What an amazing actress. What an amazing artist. We're going to play On Below the Belt show, your song castles. Um and again, a great track. And when can we expect the um, the album to be dropped? That's sort of up in the air right now. Okay. Uh, like I said, it's sort of uh, as an artist, sort of going back and forth um, and and trying to perfect it. Like I wanted it to be perfect for mm. the listeners. You know, it's it's it's, awesome. it's, it's an interesting process. Let me tell you that. I also um, like. But it the, will be oh. soon. It'll be in. It'll be um, early 2020. Um, so. So, yeah, so get ready. Awesome. <laughs> I also like your track, uh, Pity. I thought that was a pretty good song, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we're, we're deciding sort of right now what we're going to do for the second single. So Awesome. I'm sure, and now uh, music video, of course, too, right? We're, yeah, we're, uh, visuals, like I said, are a big thing for me. Yes. Um, and so sort of finding the right director right now and, and collabing with people who are really just interested in the music and believe in it and yes. finding like a family. That's our biggest goal is just to have it. a that's team cool. of people who are into what we're do- they're doing and want to be there. And usually then it sort of, uh, it all falls together. So. I love it. I thought it had an awesome vibe. I mean, as I said, I listened to the album driving to seven hours uh, <laughs> yeah, back yeah, down right? from Cleveland in a snowstorm today. It's, yeah. it's a great. Which were your favorite songs? I mean, I like Pity. I mean, I, I like The Castle. I mean, they were two of my favorites. I mean, awesome. Well, Emily, we're going to play your track, Castles. We cannot wait. Thank you so much for uh, uh, being on Below the Belt show. And if you could, before we let you Thank go, let you. us know who you are. Uh, let us know, uh, I guess, what projects you're uh, – maybe just throw out a plug for Dr. Sleep and throw out uh, maybe whatever you want to plug. And let us know you're on Below the Belt. Okay. Hi, my name is Emily Lind. Um, you may have seen me in Warner Brothers' Doctor Sleep, out now. Um, and my new song, Castles, is streaming on all streaming platforms right now. Uh, you're on Below the Belt, and I hope you have a good night. Amazing. <laughs> Nailed it. Wow. Awesome. You are a superstar in so many ways. It's almost like she's been acting Thank since you. she was five. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Emily. You're awesome. We're going to play your track, Castles. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Right, have a good night. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay.
Emily Allen Lynn, guys. So we're going to go ahead and play Castles, and we're going to say goodnight to Allie Dash. I <laughs> we'll be back here. <laughs> I got to roll, too. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait. What? <laughs> Do we have to sing? All right, so we're lo- we're we're down to two oh, in. No. Oh Pen- man! After this break, this scene. and I'm the guy who drove seven hours. This is Emily Lynn Castles, guys. We'll be back here on BTB. <laughs> That's right, guys. We are back. Once again, that was Emily Allen Lind with her single, which was awesome, called Castle. You said it was a little bit of dark yep. uh, on the dark side. Um, yeah, it was cool, but it, it, it was it was that definitely had that uh, edge to it, I'd say. Do you know what? I, I, you know? Yeah, you should play her single, Pity. That's a really good single. I mean, I like that yeah. one better than... Uh, I mean, Castle was good. I mean, yeah. that's probably my second favorite on the album. Okay. But, I mean, as I said, Pity, I think I had a little bit more Right on. So, uh, as you know, both of us are the Screen Actors Guild. Um, yep. We um, also um, know the SAG Awards uh, nominees. I was a member of the SAG Television Committee, so I actually voted. I actually see, I didn't get my screeners this year. Is it just because I... No, no, no. no. The screeners for regular SAG members 
uh, are coming up soon. Okay. I was on the NomCon. So NomCon's a little different. We select the nominees. Oh, okay. That so go you, into so, the awards. So you're the ones who put the guys on the paper. Exactly. We were selected to be no, uh, Did the Did you nom- select me by chance? <laughs> you weren't <laughs> eligible. <laughs> so let's go ahead and some uh, talk about some of the uh, the nominees for the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Um, female actor in a TV movie limited series, Patricia Arquette, The Act. Tony Collette, Unbelievable, Joey King, The Act, Emily Watson, Chernobyl, Michelle Williams, Fosse, Verndon, male actor in a movie, uh, TV movie limited series, Mahershala Ali, True Detective, Russell Crowe, Loudest Voice, Jared Harris, Chernobyl, Gerald Jerome, When They See Us, Sam Rockwell, Fosse, Verndon. I, I forgot uh, Crowe was actually in a TV show. Because mm-hmm. usually you don't expect him to be on a TV show because he's a movie guy. He's such a, well, I think they'll, they'll do limited series, and I think now... We're in the golden age of television. Yeah, I guess you have right. Nicole Get- Kidman. You have Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, who was originally TV with Friends, yeah. and went out to do movies. Is now coming back. So it, it really is the golden age of television. Is her show I actually be on shocked, the Air Network? Yeah. For uh, she she on the same network as uh, us? Which oh, you talking about Apple uh, TV? Apple TV? Um, you talk about the morning show? Yes. Yes, I thought so. Yep. Outstanding performance. In fact, that's the only series from Apple TV nominated um, for a Golden Globe. Well, the other ones haven't come yeah. out yet, so it's like, how can you yeah. nominate something that's not out? <laughs> uh, female actor in a comedy series, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me, Alex Bernstein, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Rachel Brosnahan. Marvelous Wasn't she Mrs. also Maisel. on a Family Guy? She Bernstein? was. I, I thought she's, she was. Um, she's um, the wife of Peter, right? Is she Lois? Yeah, okay. she's Lois. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? I remember from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek, and Phoebe Wallbridge. Fleabag, uh, male actor in a comedy series, Alan Arkin, The Kaminsky Method, Michael D- Douglas, also from The Kaminsky Method, Bill Hader, Barry, Andrew Scott Fleabag, Tony Shalhoub, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ensemble in a comedy series, Barry, Fleabag, Kaminsky Method, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Schitt's Creek. I actually think Kaminsky Method. Uh, method is probably going to win because it seems like they're yeah. nominated for everything. They have a lot. They have quite a few, and a flea bag was kind of like the big winner yeah. at the uh, Emmys yep. in the fall. So we'll see what happens there. A uh, female actor in a drama series: Jennifer As- Aniston, The Mo- Morning Show; Helena Bonham Carter, The Crown; Olivia Coleman, The Crown; Jodie Comer, Killing Eve; Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale. Male actor in a drama series: Sterling K. Brown, Steve Carell. Um, Oh, uh, Stone K. Brown, this is uh, Steve Carell Morning Show. Billy Crudup Morning Show. Peter Dinklage, finally a Game of he Thrones finally actor. finally got one. Finally nominated. That's been forever. And David Harbour, Stranger Things, nominated for now, Outstanding. Now, speaking of David Harbour, what yes. do you think of the Black Widow preview? I think I, I'm, the, back, I'm, the Black Widow trailer I thought was great. Um, they had to stick in Marvel's signature humor with – Talking about how the Harbor's character got fat. No, you no, know? Did he, um, was he actually I in shape for Hellboy and then he just put on the weight for this? I, I was kind of <laughs> confused on that. Or was it all CGI? So on I Hellboy? never saw Hellboy. Was he a little he more jacked? Pre- he's pretty jacked on Hellboy. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if that was CGI or if he was actually really jacked for Hellboy. <laughs> but obviously he did the opposite for uh, Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, right? He kind of pulled a Thor, uh, yeah. Thor in Endgame, right? Uh-huh. Um,. Ensemble in a drama series, Game of Thrones, buddy, uh, which is was my vote. Um, Should have been last. Season. I think I could talk about my votes now that I've submitted. Uh, Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, The Crown, and Big Little Lies, all competing for ensemble in a drama series. 
Ensemble in a um, comedy or drama series. Should be the WWE now. By a stunt ensemble. This is Should very, be me. This is very important because the stunts get overlooked at the Oscars. No, see, no here's the thing I don't a like. A lot of other Can I speak shows? out against the stunt ensemble thing? Go ahead. We're, we're I don't like man. the stunt ensemble thing because there's guys who get in some, t- some of these stunt scenes and they think they're better stuntmen than they are. Don't get me wrong. The teams are really good, but mm-hmm. I think some of these guys take more credit for being part of these stunt ensemble teams huh. than they deserve. Well, uh, you'll be happy to know that uh, Game of Thrones also nominated for their stunts. Glow. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good one because of all the wrestling. Stranger Things, Walking Dead, and Watchmen. I have yet to check out Watchmen. I want I watched to. some of it. I didn't get to see the whole thing. I heard it's fantastic. It's, it's definitely a must-see. All right, for in, the, in the movies for SAG Awards, um, female actor in a leading role in a motion picture, Cynthia Erivo, Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Lupita Nyong'o, Us, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Renee Zellweger, Judy. Um, some parallels with the um, with the um, the Golden Globes, it seems. I like well, parallels like okay. some of the well, same, I, I know, some yeah. of the similar um, winners is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, if they do a great performance, they should be nominated mm. for both. Yeah. Um, male actor in a leading role. Um, Christian Bale, Ford versus Ferrari. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Taron Egerton, Rocket Man, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. So. I think Joaquin has it. I mean, did you see Joker? I mean, he just did a great job. Mm. Whether Joker being a superhero movie or Joker, not, he, it was just a great performance. There hasn't been... Um, a show that has garnered so much award attention award attention since um, um, Heath Ledger's um, now the last Joker. Of, uh, I wonder how he feels about all this. Yeah, because Heath Heath was praised. No, not, no, no, no. Hold on. Yeah, uh, okay. Heath was praised. Joaquin was praised, but Jared Leto wasn't. Yes, that's mm-hmm. all, that was all leading to. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, again, like I was saying, the last, the last, the last. Superhero movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. That had an act uh, like a claim for actors yep. was before Joaquin was Heath Ledger. Am I, can you yeah, think of another one? Um, I can't really think of any more. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, superhero genre film that is. Yeah, you know. So I mean, um, I guess the Joker is a character. No, well, no, no, the Black Panther. The Black Panther. That that was an ensemble thing. That that was more for the the film itself. Not not so yes. much for Chadwick Boseman, was it? No, I think that was more of a okay. ensemble. So. Okay. So, um, ensemble, a cast uh, in a motion picture. Bombshell? Irishman? I haven't seen Bombshell. What, is that a good film? Um, I haven't seen it yet either. It okay. hasn't been released in theaters yet. I think it's getting released soon, but I know they've had some um, okay. SAG screenings, pre-screenings. Okay. Uh, Jojo Rabbit's also on that. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Now, uh, now, did you see Jojo Rabbit? I thought it was a good film. I haven't seen it I mean, it yet. I know it's no. controversial because of the yeah. time we are in now, but I mean, yeah. just look past that, and it's actually a good comedy. It's like <laughs> the time school. we are in now. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, all right, so, um, so Kevin Hart was interviewed at the Jumanji Next Level premiere, and he said despite the controversy, he's opening the possibility of hosting the, the 2020 Oscars again. Should the Academy ask him again? So, but you know, and I think he deserves it because it's something he wanted since he was a kid, and I think he just got the raw deal last time. I mean, the raw the, deal, yeah, because I of mean, all as the, I said, he wanted it from all when the he was exposed a kid. I mean, tweets. You know, yeah, it's like that. That's happened in the past. Just let it go. <sighs> so bad, yeah. Um, so right in D.C., there was the Kennedy Center Honors, which paid tribute to um, 
Linda Ronstadt, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Michael Tilson, Sally Field, and um, Sesame Street. And we just heard about the untimely well, passing of, oh. of Carol Spinney, who was the puppeteer of um, Big Bird, Oscar the Grouch, and many of the um, of the characters in Sesame oh, Street. So, um, yeah, that is certainly a huge. Um, Huge death in the celebrity world. Um, he um, voiced the characters as well of Big Bird and Oscar. Well, she's going to be joining for nearly Jim fifty Henson years up in heaven, I guess. So. Yeah. Um, Spinney died at his home in Connecticut with a lengthy battle of dystonia. Um, so uh, rest in peace, Carol Spinney. Also, um, we lost Marie Fredrickson, a Swedish vocalist who scored a string of late '80s and early '90s hits with Roxette. Died Monday. Following a 17-year battle with cancer at 61. Man, that's a long battle. I mean, is it yeah, just... Brain cancer, guys. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, that is very brutal, man. Um, 61, very young. Very young to, is. to have passed away. Um, um, really big loss. Another big loss in Hollywood. Renee Auberjonas, best known for his role in Star Trek Deep, Deep Space Nine. Boston Legal had died... Who was he in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, does it say, or...? Yes, uh, his character uh, was um, the cha- the shapeshifter changeling Odo. Oh yeah, he was a big yeah. character. Yes, sure. he was. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, he uh, died from metastatic lung cancer oh, at the age shame. of seventy nine. Yeah, it's certainly really really sad. Um, former child star Philip McKeon, um, who uh, was on the long running. Um, series Alice, his as role known as Tommy Wyatt, had passed away at the age of 55 but, uh, due to a long-time illness. Um, that's a former child star. We yeah. have a, a current child star at 14 years old. This is really tragic. Um, no cause of death for actor and dancer Jack Burns. He's a British actor. Oh, man. Um, he, that is way too young. He, he's known for the TV series In Plain Sight back in 2016. He also had a role in the Netflix series One of Us, um, which is formerly called Retribution. Um, no foul play. Uh, they're not ca- um, yeah, not ruling really as suspicious, but um, they actually found him um, dead at his home, um, and that's certainly certainly tragic. Certainly tragic it, when, it is, especially when, that, when especially it's a young person. Yeah. Anybody be like twenty five? I think. I mean. After 25, it's like sometimes by that point in time, people made well, their choices and they could have made bad choices that led to it. But that's just too young. How about this one? 21. 21, yeah. This is young too. Juice World, W-R-L-D, rising Chicago rapper who topped the charts in 2019 for his acclaimed death race for love, uh, had reportedly suffered a seizure at an airport, at the Chicago Midway Airport on that's Sunday. Sh- that's shocking because, I mean, you would think they would have medical staff. I know. So, so 21, yeah, dude. 21 having, a, having a seizure. And this one's really sad because it happened uh, in our neck of the woods in the DMV in Prince George's County, Maryland. It's a former Miss Pakistan uh, winner. Uh, Zanib Naveed died in a car crash um, oh, man. at the age of 32. So that's... Uh, <clears throat> These sad passings. Yeah, that people, please stay off your cell phones if you're driving. Thank you. Absolutely. We cannot stress that enough, right? Yep, I see it all the time. There's all the driving I do, I see people weaving in out of lanes. And we, I, mentioned, stuff. I mentioned this on the show before because um, driving from set, and if you're not staying local, if you're taking a long drive, I would advise you just to get a hotel or motel 
or find a friend to stay because we had that long shoot at Servant. Yeah, I literally right. dozed off twice. Yeah, that's not good. And I pulled over because I didn't know we were going to be on set that long. Yeah, see, I mean, if you feel tired, just pull over a rest stop. I, take take all, a good 10, 20 minutes. I, honestly, nap. if I didn't, if I tried to push through and I didn't listen to my gut and pull over. Yeah, that that's the best thing to do. Been, that's what I recommend. Because, I mean, honestly, I drive like 7, 10 hours sometimes, and it's just... You just have to know it what you been can really, handle. It would have been really, really, really bad, dude. Really bad. So, That's luckily a, that did not good, happen. Yeah, it's a good thing you get some rest. I mean, yeah. Just be God, careful right? on that. The Miss uh, Universe has been crowned. The 2019 Miss Universe, which happened in Georgia. Tyler Perry Studios. Did they get it um, right? Because it seems like they seem to get so it wrong all the time. This, that's so funny you mentioned that. Here it, here it comes. So, she's from South Africa. Her name is okay. uh, Zozibini Tunzi. Uh, representing South Africa, Miss um, Puerto Rico was the first runner-up, and Miss Mexico, Sofia Aragon, was the second runner-up. And Steve Harvey, yes, was the host. So during this uh, show, he called out the correct winner of the Miss Universe 2019 costume contest, right? Yeah. But the wrong contestant was standing next to him to accept the award. So this uh, <laughs> result was a confusing situation that brought to mind his 2015 flop yep. <laughs> when he announced Miss Columbia was the Miss Universe when the prize really went to Miss Philippines. Um, See, I wonder if Steve Harvey wants to do that gig again. It's funny because guess who really won the Miss Universe uh, costume contest? Who's that? Miss Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> so it always has to do with my people. <laughs> Which is crazy. Uh, speaking of Philippines, yes. are you going to get to the wrestling thing or are you going to wait till I'm later It's on? coming. It's coming, okay. buddy. Um, Time Magazine's Person of the Year, the youngest ever. A 16-year-old climate activist named Greta Thunberg is a Swedish environmental activist on climate change whose campaigning has gained international recognition. So the youngest person prior to her was, in 1927, was Charles Lindbergh. Lindenberg. See, I, I don't, um, I don't agree with that though, because Charles Lindbergh did something that was a great act. I mean, being an activist, I don't think that's. I think it's, hey, it's fine that you're standing up for what you believe in, but you shouldn't be personal. You're, you're not really accomplishing yeah. anything. You know what I mean? Now, if she, 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 if she created at sixteen terp- years old, she's known to to uh, to speak to political leaders and assemblies, and I know, she but urges I, this. Um, I know, I just and I guess they listen to her because she's young. I guess, but still, I just you don't know? see her being. That's not an accomplishment. <laughs> person of the year. You <laughs> Who would I mean? you vote for, Donald Donald J. Trump? No, I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't vote for him. But I mean, I would vote yeah. for like somebody who likes doing something. Like maybe somebody who is right. maybe somebody who's actually working on trying to fix climate change right, instead right. of somebody who's <laughs> protesting and complaining about right. com- climate change. If you see where I'm coming from. It's right. Like, I mean, it's cool that she's young and she has her goals, but right. it's just I don't think she should be person of the year. <laughs> oh, man. Cuba Gooding Jr. is facing more allegations of sexual assault. Oh, A new good. court filing has seven additional women, including a one for unwanted touching, groping, oh, and kissing without consent. That's not good. Um, so the Me Too, uh, it's been quiet on the Me Too front for a little while. And then I, I believe um, Harvey Weinstein was in the news um, where. Well, um, he's definitely has a bunch of them all against him. But yeah, I mean, do you have the, the latest one that, that actually just broke? I heard a comic thing where he went to the comedy club and they started uh, heckling him. But I mean, that's the only thing I heard about him. Harvey Weinstein? Are you sure it wasn't Louis C.K.? No, it was uh, Harvey Weinstein. He Harvey Weinstein? To, he, he just was like in the crowd or something. And the comic said, I feel uncomfortable about being up here with Harvey Weinstein. And mm. then, then all the people in the club started heckling uh, Harvey Weinstein. So apparently uh, Weinstein and his accusers reach a tentative $25 million deal. 
um, which is a settlement um, with the dozens of his elect- uh, alleged sexual misconduct yes. victims, a deal w- that would not require uh, Weinstein to admit any wrongdoing. So if he pays that money. But still, I mean, I think it's you know. ruined his life. I mean, it's like. I mean, yeah. He was the biggest, uh, one of the biz- biggest agencies in Hollywood was the Weinstein Company. And it's, it's done. Uh, film producers. Um, and Cosby is staying in prison. He tried to overturn, his legal team tried to overturn his conviction. Um, but he, the court has denied too, his He bid. has way too much against him. I mean, there's too many people. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think he'll be joining Cuba? I mean, do you think Cuba's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in happier news, Emma Stone um, is engaged. Oh, uh, that's, that's good news. To her uh, longtime boyfriend, Dave McCrary. So congrats to her. Um, that was an engagement, but splitting up is William Shatner. He's been, how many times he's been he's I been know, married right? a lot. <laughs> he just divorced his wife. He's eighty eight years old. How old is his wife? And he wants to divorce his wife. I wonder if he feels like. But he's isn't she a lot younger than him? If probably. I, I think she was like in her forties or fifties. Oh my I god, could be wrong. that's crazy. So they say irreconcilable differences, which is kind of like a bullshit reason, whatever. Maybe he realizes at eighty eight. But know, I, I know he he's been married a lot of times. Yeah, probably so. They um they married back in two thousand and one. It was William's fourth marriage and Elizabeth's okay. second. So there you go. Um, Camila Mendez and Charles Melton, the stars of Riverdale, are, are putting their paws on their uh, relationship. They sparked uh, romance rumor- rumors last summer and have been taking a break uh, over the last few months. See, I don't know if that works. Though. If you're filming with somebody, I just it just never seems to work well, that's, out. That's I mean, where a lot of people meet. And yes, if they I mean, look at work, the Twilight thing. I mean, look, they Robert Pattinson and Kristen yeah. Stewart. Yeah, uh, that didn't really work well. <laughs> right. Um, Av Levine broke up with her boyfriend of over one year. It's a billionaire named Philip Seraphim. Now, I have a question. She's jumped around from uh, yeah. husbands, though. Yeah. Nickelback's uh, Chad Kroger and Derek Wibley um, from Sum 41. She also dated Canadian music producer J.R. Rodham. So anybody in the rock genres, is <laughs> yeah. her type. Yeah, probably pretty much so. Um, and of hey, course, I'm available. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love Avril. Isn't she, she, she is. She's a hottie. Justin Hartley's divorce took an unexpected turn. Um, filed documents to end his marriage to Krishnell Staus. Um, the acting duo confirmed their romance in 2014, tied the knot in 2017, and then just over two years later filed for divorce. See, I'm, it seems like so many people are getting divorced nowadays. I don't in know Hollywood, if I want to get divorced. It, it I mean, more, I don't know if I want to get married. In Hollywood, just, it happens more common than you yeah. think. Yeah. But in happier news, there's new uh, babies in Hollywood. Cassie, singer uh, Cassie, welcomed her first child. As well as Johnny Galecki became a first-time dad, the Big Bang Theory star and girlfriend. Alina I didn't realize Meyer. how many things he's been in. I didn't realize he was in Christmas Dude. Vacation. Somebody told me he was in Christmas Vacation. Uh, and what, I did not realize that was his first movie. I guess you're right. Yeah, he is in Christmas Vacation. Roseanne? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I knew him from Roseanne, but yeah. I didn't realize he was actually in Christmas Vacation. I was like, yeah. man, this guy's been around forever. <laughs> Felicity Jones, Jen Urso from Rogue One, expecting yep. uh, our first child with her husband, Charles Gard. Along with Twilight, you mentioned Twilight earlier, Kellen Lutz and his wife, Brittany, are also expecting their second child. I feel um, bad for him because he really wanted the Master of the Universe role, and it just mm-hmm. kind of like went past him to some guy who I don't know if he's going to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think Kellen could have maybe pulled it off just because he's in really good shape, but it's like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe the acting chops was yeah, uh, less than desirable. Well, he did, <laughs> didn't he do Hercules or something? He did one of those movies like that. I, I Let's just say that I have, he hasn't been he hasn't been in notable major, in a long time. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's a nice guy though. 
Um, birthdays today. Rita Moreno is 88. Uh, Donna Mills is 79. Terry Gar is 72. Nikki Six of Motley Crue. Terry Gar is that old? Yeah, can you believe that? She was in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I remember. Uh, Nikki Six of Motley Crue is 61. Um, He's only 61. 61, yeah. He seems a lot older than that. Yeah. Ben Browder of Stargate SG-1 is 57. Gary Dorden of CSI is 53. Monique is 52. Uh, Ryder Strong of Boy Meets World is 40. He's 40 already? Yeah, I feel old that? now because I remember him when he was a kid. They're all 40, man. Now all those kids are on 40. Courtney Hennigler, uh, the hottie mom from Cobra Kai, who plays Ralph Macho's wife, is 38. Um, Carla Souza from How to Get Away with Murder is 33. Nessa Cooper. I worked on that show. Oh, you did? Yeah, cool. the premiere episode of oh, Philly. Nice. Nessa Cooper uh, from the, the show C and Travelers. Is 26 and happy birthday to Haley Steinfeld, who I got to work with in Pitch Perfect 3 and uh, got to hang out at the MTV VMA after party. Where did that film? Did that film um, up in Pittsburgh or something? No, no, it actually filmed in Atlanta. Really? You went down to Atlanta? I went to Atlanta. I, yeah, yeah, I went to Atlanta. Um, happy birthday, Haley. She's 23 today, by okay. the way. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, no, I went to Atlanta because I wanted, I wanted an excuse to, go to, to Atlanta? visit Atlanta for the first time because I had never been. And there's, there's a lot of things on my bucket list. And I was like, let me see if I can book two, a couple days of in a row of extra work, background work. And I was lucky enough to book two days on Pitch Perfect 3 or 2. Pitch Perfect 3 uh, in the aquarium scene. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And a couple of wrestling things before we end tonight's show. That's right. I think I know what you're alluding to when you said Filipino. The first two inductees into the 2020 Oh, no, Hall of Fame. Two inductees. I know, I, I get it. But two, one group and one individual. Let's start with the Filipino you alluded to. That's right, Dave Batista, Drax the Destroyer himself, has uh, been uh, uh, chosen as the, one of the first inductees of the class of 2020, and I think it's definitely uh, deserving. He had his last match last year, in his retirement match, so yeah. to speak. I wonder if he's going to want to wrestle one more match I or think no. He might. Do you you know, I would like to see him against The Rock. Cause, I mean, We've think never about it, seen that Because that would be like a good Hollywood type we of match. We want to see that match. And yes, I hope it's you. not on like the like Saudi Arabia show. Because yeah, no, you, know, you know that's probably where they're going to throw it. And that, see, they, they're, all they care about is putting the names and, and just yes. going in the ring. They don't even care if the guys are in shape. And they don't even care if they put on a good match or not. Like the poor Undertaker could barely right. walk to the ring, and exactly. then, then you had Goldberg with a concussion. Right. They still went on with that. So match. this match has to happen at a WrestleMania if, if the Dave Batista yes. Rock match. So we'll see. I mean, Dave mm-hmm. could uh, also wrestle for. Uh, I, I think Ric Flair did something very similar. He wrestled his last match and got inducted that same year um, when he wrestled Shawn Michaels in his farewell match. I think, or, or was it a different year? I'm not sure. Actually, and the next one, I actually know the one next of the one. Yes. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Sean Waltman, collectively known as NWO, will be... NWO Black and White. Yes, will be inducted <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. Does this mean that Sean Waltman is a two-time Hall of Famer with the DX? Yeah, I guess he is. Holy heck. That's but, crazy. Know, but is he on Xbox now, all, everybody, everybody here is going to be a two-time uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hulk Hogan? Scott Hall got inducted as Razor Ramon. Kevin Nash got inducted as uh, Diesel. Yep. And Sean Waltman was already inducted as DX. So well, there you go. Speaking of Kevin Nash, he's a big Outsiders fan. I talked to him 
on Twitter all the time about it. Why wasn't he ever on the show? I, I think he would be a good replacement. Like if David Morris doesn't want to come back, he would be a good Vic Foster. I think. So if you're listening, yeah. David, if you're listening, Kevin Ash, and you want to do it, let's get something going. The, the reason why the I show think, back. The reason why I think that David Pizza could wrestle is because on SmackDown they alluded to. Yeah, they him some kind dating, of or well, they 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 had. It looked like they're going to bring him to a storyline because they had an angle which could be a true story because they tweeted yeah. each other. It was Dana Brooke and Dave Batista yeah, tweet, I, I tweeting that. each other because yeah. Dave apparently um, split from his wife. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so apparently he reached out to Dana Brooke, and then they brought that storyline onto SmackDown. And I'm wondering, but isn't Dana, Dana Brooke married to? Uh, I don't think Dana Brooke is married. No, or is that just a storyline marriage? Because wasn't she supposed to be married to what's his name who keeps losing all the time? The guy who no, keeps no, no, no. Th- that's another woman. You talking about Drake? Drake Maverick? Drake Maverick. No, no. Wife. Sh- his wife. That's not Dana Brooke. That's another. Oh, okay. Um, she was featured on on television for a while, but they they removed her off television. Okay. She hasn't been on in a while. But no, that's not Dana. Okay, Brooke. I thought it was Dana Brooke that was no. his wife. Now, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens at WrestleMania. Um, so there was a couple of big WWE releases. Uh, Luke Harper, yeah, who actually wanted. wanted to go. But the weird thing is they brought him back. They bought and, him back. And, and then he did nothing. And then I mean, he, he came back. He did well. And then they get did away with him again. It's yeah, like, absolutely so it right. Yeah. His uh, contract was supposed to expire in November. He extended it due to the time that he missed for the wrist injury. He was brought back in September and October and wasn't used after that. But he had... Uh, Posted on social media yeah, that he, he, didn't want to be back. he wanted his, his request from WWE. He said everyone's been family. However, it's a difficult decision, and he wants to grow as a performer. Yeah, and, I understand that and make his family proud. So that's a very similar uh, reasoning uh, that Sin Cara cited that he feels that his potential. Yeah, is being I mean, I, I think you know? the Lucha House Party thing, just putting him in an ensemble. Of, I think they were trying to do like the thing that they did with Kofi and. Yeah. New Day, and I, I just don't think that took off as well. So I, I think he just kind of felt like he was buried in that. And yeah. He was just kind of mid-card. Just yeah, and if, if, if anyone's not happy, they, and then Triple H said, you know, if you're not happy, talk to us about it. We have cell phones. Now, technically, this is the second it's like pe- This is actually they don't want people po- They don't want people posting. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, yeah, because you don't want people complaining about you know? stuff. I mean, it's just. Yeah. So I can understand where they're coming from, yeah. you know? And this was no surprise because they were barely used Ascension. The tag team I Ascension. think they wanted to go because it's like they were so buried on that roster. It's like <laughs> I feel bad for the poor guys because yeah. they were good in the NXT. And then they, they, had, they were over NXT. You know, it's a lot of people have been going back to NXT. Yeah. I, I was surprised they like didn't move Finn them back. Finn Balor went back. Um, Tyler Breeze. Well, and, I, I think and, they're um, moving a lot of Fandango people. Fandango went back to NXT. Well, I think they're moving a lot of people back just to kind of get the ratings Despite the ratings, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people... But if you're also buried, like a Fandango is buried, so like just moving back and do something else with them. They feel better opportunities yep. on NXT. And, and now NXT is treated like a third brand. It's not like development yep. anymore. You know, you could throw a development out the window. But see, it's the a two-hour show on television. Here's now, the problem so. I had with NXT even being concerned about developmental. It's mm-hmm. like you have guys who are champions in other, divi- like other organizations. It's like, why do they need to go to a developmental league? Right. I mean, it's like they know what they're doing. Like Samoa Joe was in NXT for a long time. It's like Samoa Joe was a multiple-time champion. Right. He, he should have been, like, on the main roster right away. Same with some, like, same with, like, even Adam Page. Adam right. Page should be in the main roster. He He's won championships if you want a championship you should go right to the main roster you right. shouldn't be in a developmental type of thing it just doesn't make any sense at all right. to me. it's like i mean anything any reason i could see that is just to kind of hold put those other leagues like as they're like kind of like not as good yeah but people know the difference am i right or wrong yeah, i mean they do but 
it's it's still it's still the third brand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's still a third band. Yeah, but before it wasn't a third brand. That's what I'm saying. It was like developmental, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I like mean, even Finn, Finn Balor. I mean, when he was Prince Devitt, he was really over. He could have come up to the main roster. And he did. And he got the Universal Championship. And he won a lot of other titles. But, I mean, he so. had to go to NXT first. It's like You know, see, he says that he wanted to do that, but I have a, I have a feeling that he maybe WWE approached him about trying to get, you know, big big names on NXT for, for their USA Network debut. No, I mean, now. I'm you talking know. about before when he first came up. Well, when he first came up to WWE or NXT? The WWE. They made they put him on NXT before everything else, even when he was Prince Devitt. And right, well, yes, of course. And yeah, that's what they it's it's do. like that. there was just no reason to do that. Oh, you think he should have he went directly he, to He should have went directly to the role. Like, like how AJ, AJ yeah, Styles Yeah, did. how AJ Styles did. Um, No, there's a reason, because like, look at Samoa Joe. Samojo yeah. had enough credentials that he could have. That's what I'm saying. He should. That's what my f- argument was. Like he should have went right up to the main yeah. roster. It's like, um, well, you know what? You know they want, they have another title on their belt. They have an NXT championship. I know, but so. I, you, you see what I'm saying? It's like, it's yeah. hey, like let's take this uh, major league MVP, send him down to Triple A, and then uh, if you consider it Triple A, but it, they don't, they don't well, look at, at, the, at, at, at the time. At the time, but yes. now they don't. Now they don't. I know. I, I right, know that, but back so. in the time they did. Um, so this is a big, this is kind of big news um, because this guy was in the middle of a push, Robert Rude, who we've seen on television recently, and Primo Cologne, who we never, who we haven't seen on television. Oh, in a Robert long time. Rude got released? No, no, no. You, you have to l- let me finish. Okay, before. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, that's that's news to me. <laughs> they uh, they violated the wellness policy. Oh, they will be uh, yes yeah, suspended for thirty days each. Um, the first violation for both men. Um, um, and of course, they're both on the Smack, SmackDown brand. Um, they didn't say what substance, but banned okay. substance they were tested positive for. But yes, surprising. Robert Rue would choose to use any kind of enhancement drugs yeah. if that's what it was. We yeah. don't know what it was. Let's not speculate. But he was in the middle of a big angle with yeah. Dolph Ziggler, um, tag team with him and having a high profile. So that so, was surprising to see. The the Colognes, I mean, they haven't been on yeah. television. So well, they wanted to go. Then weren't they? One of the teams asked to leave because they want to go back to. Well, yeah, the Colognes actually have been busy, um, you know, with their. I think they they work at a promotion in the. the Did they work with their dads? Right? Uh, yeah, they're the get. Uh, well, the dad dad have passed away, so I think they're involved with some kind of. Because Carlito is part of that too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well then, if I remember correctly, was he in trouble for the wellness violation too? I think he got in trouble for wellness. Carlito a long time ago, yes. I yes, think that's, I think why that's why he why, left, isn't it? That's why he got released because I think he violated he violated the wellness policy several times. Yeah. So that would do it, you know. Yeah. You got to violate that. So now, what about Jeff Hardy? <laughs> Man, Jeff's a. Uh, it's a shame with they, him. You know what? You don't get a wellness policy violation if you get a DUI, and he. You don't? I don't think he's had. He's had a few wellness issues years ago. He's right? had a lot of them. But he had like two DUIs yeah. in a row. I mean, it wasn't as bad as it was when he was like you know, so on Impact. Impact was the worst one. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that was, man. And last, we um we have a card for TLC. It's happening uh, this Sunday. A big Paul, a Darth Wallace. Okay. What do you think of the, uh, the card so far? Let's run down the matches. Bray Wyatt. Versus The Miz. Now, they're saying this is a non-title match. I think that's kind of lame. What a weird lame. thing is. Why is it a, a non-title match? I don't know why. But well, well, did you hear why? 
I didn't hear why, but if they're announcing He's not going to be the Fiend. He's going to be Bray Wyatt. He's going to be the guy from the, like, Mr. Rogers type of show. He's not okay, going to so be the, the Fiend man, at all. Okay, so not the Fiend. Um, so I guess the Fiend has the title. Bray Wyatt doesn't have the title. I guess that's the angle they're going yeah. for, which is weird, but, I mean, I guess it works. I'm not a fan, but I guess, like, when Mick Foley had the title, he was also Dude Love and, and – uh, Mankind. And Mankind and Cactus Jack, right? He yeah. had three different personas. So I don't know. Um, women's tag titles, uh, Kabuki Wars defending against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. This is we a TLC match. Um, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Tables, ladders, and chairs. <laughs> see, that's the one match I don't want to see because it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. not really a big King Corbin fan. <laughs> and, uh, and Roman King, Reigns is getting better, but still. He's getting still, better. Well, King Corbin has come. You got to admit, he's come a long way. He has come a long he's, way. He's, he's better on the mic now. Yeah. I think the King gimmick is working for him because he's getting a little more heat. And, um, you know, they're two evenly sized guys, you yeah. know? Like, they're tall, big dudes. Yeah. And I think they work, you know, they, they look like they could put on a match. That's realistic is the fact that, you know, you don't have Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns. You you know, I should hop in Rey that Mysterio match and go against those guys. Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, this is something that you could see on an actual, you know, yeah, legit yeah, fight, right. you know, which is kind of cool. You know, you don't see that. So I'm okay with that. Like, I remember the action figures. Do you remember that? Like, Rey Mysterio yeah. was an accessory for Kevin Nash. Right. He wasn't even his own figure. They made him an accessory. See, there you go. <laughs> there, there's, 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 there it is right there. Uh, New Day will defend against the Revival. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, so they're for the tag titles. They won a... Uh, now, um, what's the status of uh, Woods? Is he, like, really banged up, or do you think he might kind of... Are we talking about... Um, Xavier Woods? Xavier Woods, yes. He had Achilles surgery. He's going to be out um, definitely for the rest of the year. He's supposed okay. to be back in 2020. I know he was hurt. I just wasn't sure how yeah, bad. Yeah, Achilles surgery. Now, I, I have some Achilles tendonitis pain. He actually had a tear, which he oh, required yeah, surgery. That, that's pretty bad. So that's pretty bad. He's going to be out for a while. Um, Buddy Murphy versus Alistair Black. This is kind of like that should be. A, I mean, they're okay two match. good workers. Yeah. We'll see how that works out. I don't think Alistair's really got the push he deserved, though. No. As good as a worker he was in NXT, it's just kind of like, I, I mean, I know they kind of buried him for like the yeah. Saudi Arabia shows, but it's like they should have still pushed him when he yeah when they had a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know what's going there. Um, they haven't made it official up, but Bailey. Should be defending her uh, SmackDown women's title against Lacey Evans. I kind of hinted at a feud on SmackDown. Okay. Um, um, so um, it might more likely could be an added match. And finally, we're getting Rusev versus Bobby Lashley in a tables match. We're finally going to see Rusev this match is. for this seems like the longest. It does. Um, this angle's been going forever. But they have not had a one on one match yet. That's so weird. But yet they're waiting all the way. Are they going to have to divorce the TLC? Are they playing for her marriage? Uh, It's going to be a tables match. Um, So it needs to be a big payoff. Um, Or if it doesn't, then they'll have to drag past TLC. And then we'll get into like, and then we're getting like Royal Rumble territory. And that's just like, you know, this this match should just be it. You know, I think this should be it and just call it one and done, you know. Um, But um, yeah, you know, it's it's, so Rusev and Lana are still very much a couple and and together. I I know they were married. They're married in real life, aren't they? Of course, but I guess you kind of have to look at it acting because we see very passionate kissing with Bobby Lashley and Lana, which kind of makes you think (laughs) like they're together because you notice, like I think back in the day, is she that good of an actress? Maybe. Well, I mean, the fact that they're like kissing so heavily and groping each other, you know, it's like in the past when they had like a couple break up. They wouldn't make out with the other person. Oh, well, they did that with Savage, and Savage, I heard, like, 
Dacked Hogan to one paper. No, Did I don't think Hogan and Elizabeth ever made out. No, but the no. thing is, like, no, I think Savage was like, I think Hogan stood up for Elizabeth when Savage was having marital. Problems. Oh, okay. and I think that I think before one of the WrestleManias, Hogan came out with a black eye, and rumor is Savage decked him because he was wow. messing with their marriage. It's like wow, so you got he took things personal, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. But that was just uh, a rumor from back in the day. I mean, I right. But I mean, but th- that's a big thing that was yeah. going around. So, guys, that's TLC, and that's all I have for wrestling, guys. And uh, that's well, all what I about have. AEW. AEW, yeah. I mean, it's been a cool show, man. Um, I, I think Chris Jericho's shines in uh, his his uh, his championship, and I, I think he's I love lose I love the uh, the bubbly and the little yeah. bit of the bubbly uh-huh. and all that stuff. Uh, it's very entertaining. I went to the AEW. Um, Full gear pay-per-view in Baltimore. How was that? Was that pretty um, good? It was a very solid. Pay- you know, I'm not. Those hardcore matches are sometimes they go a little you think too it was far. Too much? It was a little too much for me. Was as bad I, as I am more of a. If it's you not know, as bad as Japanese. Like, uh, hey, let's have piranhas and barbed wire and like the like the ring on fire you know, match. I'm not a fan of gimmick matches. I just rather see just a solid great okay. match. You know, because in Japan they get crazy overboard. I am not into the gimmick matches. I'd rather see like just. A, you know, just a regular old-fashioned, okay. you know, wrestling match, tag match, Royal Rumble, Battle Royal. I love all those. Yeah, when right. you bring weapons into the, yeah, the, the right. th- when they factor in, it's just, I don't know. It's just like, for me, you know, and I think Jim Ross agrees with me. I think he kind of agreed with me. He wants it more old school. Yeah, it's not necessarily old school, but you just take it back to athleticism. See, I used to like Take it to athleticism. Do we need the weapons? But here's the thing. I UFC, used. are there any weapons? No. No, but I used to like the old 24 <laughs> hardcore core yeah. thing where, like, where they were going in the back. Somebody yeah. might get hit by a trash can or a TV or yeah. something random. Just right, right. Instead of just running around trying to tag, uh, trying to, like, get a referee to tag somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. So it is, um, I believe, time to wrap up tonight's show. Okay. But I really wanted to play a classic cut that um, it's actually a song from um, an artist that had passed away, and that's Roxette, the singer Roxette. Oh, okay. It is Must Have Been Love. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Must Have Been Love. I guess love. that's kind of a Christmassy type of good vibe type of song. It has a very good vibe to it. Yeah, so i like to end that for the uh, – Classic cut tonight. We had Santa Baby a little earlier as the uh, Christmas cut. And um, after the Roxette um, song, It Must Have Been Love, which is a great song, by the way, um, I present an interview with the VP of Development, David Baxter, from Legion M. Legion M is a fan-funded company that um, invests in films. Um, they had a couple of films at Sundance, and I talked to, and a lot of it is it's a very uh, oriented towards the comic book um, oh, that'd be awesome. genre. And his name is David Baxter, and I talked to him at New York Comic Con. So another treat for you guys here on Below the Belt Show. Well, hopefully he brings something around this area. Yep. <laughs> Ending tonight with Roxette, It Must Have Been Love, followed by David Baxter's Legion M. And we'll we'll catch you guys next time. On behalf of right, everybody in studio, it's been a Merry Christmas episode. Yep. We have one more Christmas episode next week. I'd like to thank, of course, our in-studio panel, including who has left the building, the adorable one, Allie Dash, Martin Lopez, the one true knight, Darth Wallace, Paul Wallace. Yeah, unfortunately, himself. everybody had to work tomorrow, so they all <laughs> had to head on out. I know. Everybody's got to work. I had to work, too. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of. This is Al Celebrity Soto, guys. Um, thanks so much for Emily Allen Lynn. She's an amazing actress. She is. Great singer. Um, check out our single castles, guys. And here we go. 
with our closing song. Rock set. Must have been love. Followed by David Baxter. We'll see you guys next time. Until then, peace. I right, see you. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. All right, guys, New York Comic Con, day three, but day one for us here on Below the Belt Show with the VP of Development of Legion M, the one and only David Baxter. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's been uh, a lot of fun so far. It's, yeah. You know, yeah, I've uh, had a chance to sort of take the whole thing in, and I've been coming <laughs> here for a number of years, so it's changing. It's getting a little bit more packed, yeah, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy about it. That is great, of and course. Now, I, I, you mentioned earlier off camera that you uh, used to cosplay quite a bit. I still do. And you still do. Um, what characters have you cosplayed as? Well, so just so everybody knows, it's, I actually have a cosplay-like moniker. Okay. So if you go to Instagram, it's larger than life cosplay. LTL. It certainly is. I'm six foot eight. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I became known uh, early on. I was one of the first members of the 501st. So I had a movie ah, yes. with Darth Vader costume. Right. And, uh, you know, it was before cosplay. This was in the 90s. They didn't right. call it cosplay. It was just a bunch of guys dressing up for Halloween, essentially. <laughs> but um, I'm mostly known uh, for my Sandor Clegane, the hound. Yes. I have a, I have a bucket of chicken. Dude. Uh, so I'm Colonel Sandor. You be following? That's perfect. No, no. Listen, I got a, the, the single greatest thing that ever happened to me as a cosplayer was that uh, George R. R. Martin went on late night with Seth Meyers. You can find this on YouTube. Wow. And he did. They they did a contest of the best cosplayers, and I won because lo he, and behold, yes. Yeah, he was scared that I would actually come to his house <laughs> and like take him out. So normally I have this. In fact, that's why I shaved. Is uh-huh. I had to put on a huge beard to do Sandor for me. Have you found a mountain uh, to kind of yeah. go around with you as a cosplayer? No, but I have. I do have an Aria who's oh, you like an Aria. total body double for Maisie Williams. Like, I love looks it. Exactly like it's her. It's perfect. So let's talk a little bit about Legion M. You guys have a booth here at the New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are working very closely with two big films. One is the Jane Silent Bob reboot. The other one is the Origin of Alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your involvement uh, with both films. Sure. Yeah. So, first off, 
one of the reasons I love cosplay is that it connects me to fandom. And right. our company is the world's first entertainment company that is owned, and I mean that in the sense of they actually, you can buy shares yeah. of Legion M. So when somebody invests in Legion M, they are a part owner of the movies that we invest in, like Jay and Silent Bob. Okay, okay, so if okay. you were to invest in us, you would own a piece of it, and thus you have pride of ownership. So when Jay and Silent Bob Reboot comes out, you're like, you can honestly say, I helped get that movie made. I helped Kevin Smith. Now, is there any return on this investment? Well, certainly, uh, when we started, the, the share price was $7. That was three years ago. Okay. We're now up to 10 So if you bought stock three years ago, you'd have a 30% return on your investment. Okay. But nobody really wants to sell because... There's more movies to be made. <laughs> not only are there more movies to be made, but... The thing that it gives, I think, Legion M, its competitive advantage in the marketplace, right. is that all of our investors not only have a financial incentive, but they're emotionally tied to these films. Yeah. I mean, that's the magic sauce yeah. is, you know, we've got Memory of the Origins of Alien, which yes. is a documentary by Alexander Philippe who did the Alfred Hitchcock movie, he did The People versus George Lucas. He's like the guy for pop culture documentary. Right. And, you know, that's that's coming out all over the country this weekend. And we have meetups nice. that are happening, happening in New York, in San Francisco, throughout the country, where members and investors get together, go to see the film, and bring their friends and family. I mean, think of it this way. The studios are the producers. We're the consumers. What we're trying to do is... Shrink that distance. Yeah, spring together. And to give people a say in the mm -hmm. stuff they want to get made. Right. I mean, memory is a perfect example of that. So how that whole thing came together very quickly was we went to Sundance. Every year we go to Sundance. We have a lounge. Uh, I've been. It, it, it was at a pizza place. It was awesome. Pizza. It's yes. One of like, it's like the coolest down-to-earth place you go. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we decided... Going in, we wanted to distribute a picture. We wanted to acquire a movie. And so what we did, because we're a hybrid of Silicon Valley and Hollywood. I love that hybrid. That's great. Well, our, the, our, our founders, Jeff Ennison and Paul Scanlon, you know, treat this whole company like it's a, a fast-moving, agile right. startup. So what they did is they want to crunch numbers. So we went out to our 100 and 20,000 members and investors. We asked them, we, we, we put all of the log lines of every film that was going to be at Sundance, about 120 films. I mean, there's just me and our COO, Terry Lubroff, to watch films. So yeah. I wouldn't be able to sleep if I had to watch you know, all these movies in a short period of time. That's true. It's so I'm very, I was like, let's use the power of the crowd and let them guide us. So we said, ask two questions. One, what movie do you want to see? And two, what movie do you think is going to do well? Right. We got useful information on two fronts. One, we immediately got a list of our top ten things, you know, movies that are going to be there. Mm -hmm. We immediately knew half of those were going to already be bought before it even got started. Right. But there was one movie that was on that list that had not been bought. And that was Memory, Origins of Alien. And I immediately went to see it, immediately went up to the director, and I said, hey, what do you think if a company owned by fans were to distribute your film? 
and he was thrilled. And wow, look at that. So really, this was, the fans told us what to get. Then here's the second cool part, is that all of those people who told us what they thought, what movies would do well, we were able to find out which movies did do well. And then we knew that we had a group of people who were good at picking winners. Yes. And we can go back to them, and they are now our official film scouts. We know that if we go to them, they're going to have their finger on the pulse of what's coming out. So it's like, I can't believe the studios and other companies haven't done this. It's use people who are fans. We are surrounded by 200,000 It's almost, fans. almost similar to how Kickstarter uh, funded the Veronica Mars totally. fan movie. So it's almost but the, but the like that. the difference is yeah. that all of those people who funded that, they just did it out of love. That yeah. was a contribution for a t-shirt and a DVD. They don't get this possibility of a return in the well, best. Yeah. Not, there's no possibility of a return. And the difference is, is, you know, people buy stock at Apple, but Apple doesn't give them a phone. Right. And what Veronica Mars did is... Mm-hmm. It gave everybody the phone. Right, right, so, right. So then the people don't go out to see it in theaters. Right. What we want to do is get people invested in the films okay. and then tell all their friends and and keep, keep going to movies alive. But we can also do this with television. And we can find out we can do it with many different things. Anywhere where you can galvanize people to all come together to support one thing is going to give you a competitive advantage. And it's... It started out as an experiment, but it's working now. All right. Let's talk about Jane Silent Bob Reboot, because I am a big Kevin Smith fan. I'm really anticipating this film. Um, This probably was an easy one to get involved with, I imagine, Uh, probably being a fan of Kevin's work. Well, it was easy from our standpoint. I mean, look, you have to understand that from the very beginning, obviously, it's all about fans. Right. And we got involved with Stan Lee... We, we organized his handprint ceremony right. before he passed away, and Kevin actually emceed that. But prior to that, we did a cutting-edge interview with Stan in 360 VR. It hasn't been released. And we asked Stan, who would you want to interview? And he said, Kevin Smith, of course. Nice. And we got to know Kevin during that time. And when we heard about... Jay and Silent Bob Reboot and that it was going to be a parody of reboots and remakes we're like Kevin we've got you got this huge community that just wants we'll get one to get behind you they didn't need our money but they still took it we became part owners and it's been a wonderful wild ride you get to go to the premiere red carpet premiere coming up well you know it's interesting you should say that so We've all seen the film because... Oh, everybody's seen it. Oh, well, we were, we were pretty... We were yeah, on the set and so yes, forth. Yes, that's true. One of the great things about this film in particular was the first film where we were able to actually prioritize Legion M members to be in the film in the background oh, wow. dressed as... It's, it, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, that's true. But they were dressed yeah. as Jay and, and, and Silent, Silent Bob. Bob. Wow. And there are lots of cameos in this film. Awesome. But we also were able to do a, a lottery and to get a, like a, a, a tour with Kevin. And then Kevin surprised the people who won by giving them walk-on roles. Dude. So it's like... For aspiring actors, this is phenomenal. Oh, no, for anybody. Yes, but for you know, anybody. Fans and, and actors. And, and listen, I, I think people in New York and L.A. Time, tend to get jaded about this stuff. Right. But if you're from the Midwest and you get a chance to, to do <laughs> yes. that, you know, and so my point was about the premiere is 
we're going to get, we're allotted a certain number of tickets. We're going to make sure that Legion M members get wow. to come out. Because Look the whole that. point is, is, as executives, you know, we're here to make sure this thing is a success. The best way to make it a success is to get fans right. invested emotionally in it. But it's really funny. It's crazy funny. I cannot wait to see it. Guys, David Baxter, VP of Development of Legion M. Tell us where we can see Legion M. All over the place on social media. Sure. So it's legionm.com. It's Legion M on, uh, you know, the interwebs. On Facebook. Facebook. Uh, Instagram. Twitter. It's Legion M. Uh, It's Legion M official on Twitter and on Instagram. And please, check us out. It's a lot of fun right now. We actually have a round open. So if you want to invest. And if you don't want to invest, just join. Join and be part of the community. Yeah. Get involved. Kick the tires. See if you like it. I mean, we've got people. We've got people <laughs> our logo uh-huh. tattoo their right, logo, right, right. and we, we didn't even have the copyright at the time. We did. We we couldn't. We were like, what do we tell this person? <laughs> Let's get the copyright. Right, awesome. No, but it's a lot of fun. That's Please awesome. join us. David Baxter, thanks for talking with us here at Below the oh, Belt Show. Totally, totally awesome. psyched. Thanks. You have a great rest of the Comic Con. You too. All right, David Baxter, guys. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.